For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls, blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic. Consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. The Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American patriots. All right, Susan, what are we talking about this evening? Well, first, I want to welcome everyone to the first edition for the new year of the Uncooperative Radio Show. And on Sundays, we start with a prayer. Now, you were going to opine on uh, about a letter we received from our elected cockroaches, but we've got some breaking news, so that's what we're going to do first. Then the ups and downs for the week, space, the final frontier, and uh, also medical madness, and what are the food police up to, and we're going to go back in history as well. Don't we always? We try. (laughs) (laughs) We try. Let's see. Uh, That's better. All right, this is a prayer. Reverend Jacob Duches, first prayer in Congress, September the 7th, 1774, from the foundationforum.com. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, King of kings and Lord of lords, who dost from thy throne behold all the dwellers upon the earth, and reignest with power supreme, and controlled over all kingdoms, empires, and governments. Look down in mercy, we beseech thee, upon these our American states, who have fled to thee from the rod of the oppressor, and thrown themselves upon thy gracious protection, desiring henceforth to be dependent only on thee. To thee they have appealed for the righteousness of their cause, to thee do they look up for that countenance and support which thou alone can give. Take them, therefore, Heavenly Father, under thy nurturing care. Give them wisdom and counsel, valor in the field. Defeat the malicious designs of our cruel adversaries. Convince them of the unrighteousness of their cause. And if they persist in their sanguinary purposes, O let the voice of thy unerring justice, sounding in their hearts, constrain them to drop the weapons of war 
from their nerved hands in the day of battle. Be thou present, O God of wisdom, and direct the counsels of this honorable assembly. Enable them to settle things upon the best and surest foundation, that the scene of bloody may be speedily closed, that harmony and peace may eventually be restored, and truth and justice, religion and piety prevail, and flourish amongst thy people. Preserve the health of their bodies and the vigor of their minds. Shower down upon them and the millions they represent such temporal blessings as thou seest expedient for them in this world, and crown them with the everlasting glory in the world to come. Amen. Wow, that was difficult. They had long sentences back then. They did. You You have to have the air to get through them. And I wanted you to read this. We've read it a couple of times on the show through the years because it is a new year and the new Congress is going to come back. But you know what? They really don't deserve this. This, this, these cockroaches don't deserve this prayer right now, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, they need our prayers more than ever. You always pray for your enemies, don't you know that? No, I didn't know that. I pray for them to be defeated. You could pray for them to be defeated. You could pray for them to have a change of heart. All right. Yes, our government is our enemy right now. Oh, that's without a doubt. So uh, speaking of which, let's go to pseudo-breaking news. This is around 4 o'clock in the morning here. Um, But uh, this is important. This is from the Next News Network. Hashtag N3. Believe it or not, Bundys are in the news again. Following the peaceful protests of the prosecution of two Hammy County ranchers, Dwight Hammond Jr. and Stephen Hammond, approximately 150 militia, led by the son of Cliven Bundy, Amon Bundy, have seized control of federal property. Bundy told the press many would be willing to fight and die if necessary to defend what they see as constitutionally protected rights for states, counties, and individuals to manage local lands. Well, they have no right to those lands under the Constitution, so you would be absolutely correct. Well, the other thing that I hate about writers, and this is why I always have to change the copy um, and even the tags when I'm going in for a Spreaker, nobody spells Constitution or Constitutionality with a capital C. The Constitution is always with a capital C. That's correct. No, no writer does. It drives me insane. Well, I know because well because they don't have any respect for the Constitution. Actually, to be precise, I require the to be capitalized as well as well yep. as Constitution or constitutionally or constitutionality, capital C's. However, unconstitutional, little you. I know people think that we're being picky on, but it's important because then... It shows respect. Thank you. Bundy told the press many would be willing to fight and die if necessary. The Hammond County Sheriff confirmed the Maller Wildlife Refuge is currently under the control of the Bundy militia. Now, to all those on the internet running around poo-pooing this, shut up. You're wrong. It's happened. It's happening. Bundy released this statement. 
Sarah D. Spurlock, who posted the statement to Facebook, commented that the militia has removed the BLM signage and blocked the road with a truck. She also stated they are heavily armed. Blaine Cooper reinforced the call to arms to fight the tyranny of the Bureau of Land Management. This is how far it has come, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I just looked up, Brian, for Oregon News, and as of four hours ago, this is correct. So there's no news up. There's a news blackout, obviously, on. We might get more through uh, next social news, media. Next too. News Network, yeah. who is getting this from social media, as well as, of course, if any of your followers, are, you know, pass it along. Facebook, Twitter, whatever Snapchat is. <laughs> we just found out about that today. <laughs> Apparently, that's where the young people are that are hip. We're old fogies <laughs> over here, especially Facebook ones. That's what they say. Anyway, um, Hammy County Sheriff David Ward confirmed what he called an occupation of the federal property and stated a collective effort from multiple agencies is currently working on the situation and asked the people stay away from the area. One thing to note that good, was good to hear is that the guy that set up the snipers for the Bundys down in Utah are in control of the snipers in Oregon. Yes, they have marine, all kinds of military snipers. Because, you know, they end up being just like we the people because they are we the people. That's why they're trying to turn you against veterans. Oh, my God, they got the PTSD, cooties, cooties. Yeah, I know. That's how juvenile it sounds to me, though. Look, you know, Brian, it, this is really scary because we didn't do your plan first. It's taking get... off too soon. I said that at the Bundy Ranch as well. Well, we'll have to see what happens, but I, there's no way the national government can just ignore this forever. They might think if they ignore it for a week or two, they'll just go home. Otherwise, they may send armed enforcement in. I, they could do anything because they're not limited by the Constitution anymore. I couldn't tell you what the heck they're going to do. If, if they could tell you pigs fly in it. Well, you might as well believe it. And, folks, you need to read the Const the Declaration of Independence. Well, you need to read the Constitution, too. You but need to study the Constitution. Reading it is no, not good. You're going to get confused right in the beginning. But anyway. you should read the Declaration. Dec you should read the Constitution, <laughs> but you should, you should be studying it, along with all the founding documents. We're in the grievance process right now that our founding fathers were in. When you study these things, you don't study them directly. You study them by studying the history uh, that surrounds them because that puts it in perspective. And you can get that at Patriots Pub, patriotspub.us, U.S. history, the Constitution, the founding fathers, just the facts, no politics. Go over and learn. Please listen from episode one or you won't get the context. You know, my studying of history, which I'm doing right now, Caesar is King George III. King George III had a parliament. There was a parliament in place when he was born. Oh, yeah. It was a puppet parliament, just like our puppet elected cockroaches are right now. Exactly the same, going along with everything King George wanted. Everything. And that's what's happening yeah. right now. Does anyone think we should have we should have had a parliamentary reform like you just pointed out? It is now anyway, uh, if, if you can call it that. But it failed over in Europe. Why would we want to do it here? We're doing, we're trying, look, they're trying to get everybody to the point we can all accept the 
new world order of socialist love. But of course, the reality of it is, there isn't going to be any love. During the phone interview conducted by the Oregonian, Eamon Bundy and his brother Ryan Bundy stated they are not looking to hurt anyone, but they would not rule out violence if police try to remove them. The resolve to resolve the matter, the militia has demanded the release of the Hammonds from federal custody and the federal government relinquished control of the Maller National Forest, I guess, to them. It to the state. It didn't finish. I know. It's, they want it back, put well, back uh, under the... I, I, I'm not done with their statement. Don't, okay. you, don't okay. you dare try and tell me. You know what they're trying to say. Never put words in other people's mouths. We'll read the statement. Don't explain it. This isn't the Savage Show. According to observers on the ground in local media, the militia intends to seize control of a BLM fire station. Outside of the Bundy brothers, there are many men who were also at the Bundy Ranch federal standoff, including U.S. Army veteran Ryan Payne, who stated he organized the snipers at Bundy Ranch. That's the guy. Fortunately, the Bundy Ranch federal standoff ended without bloodshed as the militia were defending life and property from a seizure. This time, if the militia has taken control of a federal building with plans to take over more grounds, Payne has stated the militia has no ill intent and are only there to uphold the Constitution. Capital C, please, don't I make know. me email I you, know. Gary. <laughs> I told you, all, everyone. Everybody tell Gary Franchi the Constitution gets capitalized along with the V in front of it from now on. Unfortunately, the federal government doesn't follow the Constitution again, not capitalized any longer. That has some worry that this new standoff would end up being a slaughter. Subscribe to the channel and we'll keep you updated right here at Next News as more information becomes available. You notice the people involved with this are not hiding their names either. No. That's what Samuel Adams did. He was screaming from the high holy heavens for like 20 years before anything got started. And he would always say, Samuel Adams. <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but I'm not done reading yet. <laughs> As always, please distribute this to your social networks, and if you have any new information or wish to contribute to the breaking story, please leave your comments below at, of course, it's, it's Next News Network. So just shoot over there. It's on the front page still. Anyway, uh, I, su I support the Next News Network. Uh, so I get some things, their constitutional guy gets some things wrong, but overall... It's a good, it's a good project, good programs. You should take a look at it. Unlike your TV channel, it's a lot easier to find more channels. All right, uh, and if you go, if you had this email, my goodness, it gives you everything: longitude and latitude, <laughs> any information, any way you could contribute, and follow, and it's like they definitely are into social media. All right, so that was not really breaking news. Moreover, in case you missed it, because nobody's reporting on it, I know it's uh, you know it was thirteen hours cold when I opened the email, but I can't find anything new on it. I subscribe to the channel who's supposed to tell me when there is some more. We'll see how that works out, but I'll keep an eye on this uh, as much as I can. All right, um, where were we? Oh, oh, sorry, we're doing a radio show. 
I forgot. The ups and downs for the week. Oh, wait. There's a letter opining now? What a letter did I receive? No, you want me to move on now? She's She thinks she's on TV, you know, and she's moving all over, saying nothing. So we're not going to find a letter I received from my elected cockroaches. There's nothing more but, you know, BS blowing blue smoke up my backside, basically, anyway. The ups and downs for the week. An up-down from Reuters.com. With crude prices at 11-year lows, the world's biggest oil and gas producers are facing their longest period of investment cuts in decades, but are expected to borrow more to preserve the dividends demanded by investors. At around $37 a barrel, that's right, it went up again, crude prices are well below the $60 firms such as Total, State Oil, and BP. Need to be balanced their books, a level that has already been sharply reduced over the past 18 months. International oil companies are once again being forced to cut spending, sell assets, shed jobs, and delay projects as the oil slump shows no sign of recovery. U.S. producers Chevron and ConocoPhillips have published plans to slash their 2016 budgets by a quarter. Royal Dutch Shell has announced a further $5 billion in spending cuts if its planned takeover of BP goes ahead. Global oil and gas investments are expected to fall to their lowest in six years in 2016 to $522 billion. Following a 22% fall to $595 billion in 2014-15, according to the Oslo-based consultancy Reistad Energy. This will be the first time since 1986 oil price downturn that we see two consecutive years of a decline in investments. Jorner Tonhagen, vice president of oil and gas markets at the Reichstag Energy, told Reuters. The activities that survive will be those that offer the best returns. But with the sector's doubt to equality ratio at a relatively low level, around 20% or below, Industry sources say companies will take on even more borrowing to cover the shortfall in revenue in order to protect the level of dividend payouts. Good news to those with stocks paying dividends. Shell has not cut its dividends since 1945, a tradition its present management is not taking is not keen to break. The rest of the sector is also <clears throat> averse to reduce payouts to shareholders, which include world's biggest investment and pension funds, for fear investors might take flight. ExxonMobil and Chevron benefit from the lowest debt ratios among the major oil providers, while State Oil and Repsoil have the highest debt burden, according to Jeffrey's analysis, Jason Gamel. With only a handful of major projects approved in 2015, including Shell's Appomattox development in the Gulf of Mexico and State Oil's giant $29 billion Johan Verdup field in the North Sea, 2016 is also likely to see few large investment decisions. Projects 
that could be greenlit include BP's Mad Dog Phase 2 in the Gulf of Mexico, which the company now expects to cost less than $10 billion, around half the original estimate, and Chevron's expansion of the 10GIZ project in Kazakhstan, according to Gamel. Industry-wide, costs will be cut by reducing the size of projects, renegotiating supply contracts, and using less complex technology. This is the flip side of us being happy about prices coming down, and of course that's fine. I would, I think streamlining those bloated companies is a good idea anyway, and uh, we need to keep the price of energy down. Energy, energy fuels everything. By just saying the name energy, that should be obvious. Energy, you need energy that you get through food. Machines need energy, which they get through petroleum. So... We can't eat petroleum, but they can eat, but they can eat ethanol. So uh, why don't we stop feeding machines food? And and uh, because we can't eat oil. Last time I checked, how about we keep the food for the people? And uh, the what's it? Apomorphic, apomorphic, apomorphic. I can't remember how to say it anymore. Uh, anyway, it, it turns out that it's it's more than likely. It's almost positive that the earth creates oil creates do you know what that means it's not a fossil fuel which makes sense because when you get the oil there's no fossils down there oh and it seeps down no it doesn't it doesn't do any of that as as we're starting to learn uh science really doesn't have the answers we thought they had including how old the planet is because now it's come up that carbon dating is well wrong it's not accurate. Now that that going back to look at it, but there's been after that announcement came out, there's been no more talk about it. So, apomorphic, something like amorphic. Oh, I hate that. Go down, get the guy to go down to my memory closet now, digging through the cardboard boxes. After rapidly expanding in the first half of the decade, when oil prices were above $100 a barrel, companies are now expected to focus on the most profitable activities, said Brendan Warren, oil and gas equity analyst at BMO Capital Markets. Companies want to reduce their range of activity and pick those with the highest returns on capital, Warren said. Shell, which plans to complete its $54 billion acquisition of BG in February, intends to focus on the attractive liquefied natural gas market and on deep water oil production, especially in Brazil, both areas in which BG is a leader. With similar priorities in mind, BP is increasingly focused on the Gulf of Mexico and Egypt, where it approved a $12 billion development in 2015. We understand this. All, All these are not... These are not American oil companies anymore. There's only, I think, two left. I, it was covered earlier in the story, which two they were. I, I forget already. Uh, BP is not American, just so you know. Anyway, uh, with similar priorities in mind, BP is increasingly focused on Gulf of Mexico and Egypt, where it approved the $12 billion development in 2015. Uh, while tens of thousands... 
of jobs have already been cut 2015. More redundancies are expected this year as companies narrow their focus, Warren added. On top of reducing spending by scraping and delaying projects, oil majors will see costs come down as contractors agree to further price reductions. For example, the annual cost of hiring a drilling ship fell to an average of 332000 in 2015, compared with 405000 in 2014, according to RigZone, which collects industrial data. The drop in investment by, bodes badly for service and contractor companies, which are seeing their work dry up. But with fewer projects approved, fewer fields developed, and less maintenance work undertaken, companies are putting their growth at risk. You've got to hold your nerve. If you cut too deeply, it is very, very difficult to take advantage of the price rebound when it comes, a senior official at a European oil major told Reuters. Tumbling oil prices have cut billions of dollars from oil companies' revenue streams, although strong profits from refining have softened the blow for most. Understand, that also means less tax revenue. And while in their house, oil and gas production growth comes under pressure, companies might opt to acquire rivals with less resilient balance sheets as with Shell's proposed acquisition of BG. In the second half of 2016, if we see price stabilization, I expect companies will be looking to replace reserves inorganically by making acquisitions, Warren said. Or we could go back to talk about what I was talking about, oil gets created by the earth. They can go back to old oil wells and start pumping again. They they know about this science. They know well, they've already gone back to the well wells that were dried up and are now producing oil again. You explain how to get more fossils in that fuel. It's not, it, it will run out. It's a, a limited resource. It's not renewable. Oh my God, they're never going to tell you the truth because <laughs> they're never going to let you know that the earth produces oil. Oh my God, that'd be the end of the universe for the left. Already? All right, Vanna. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to a commercial break. It's Young Quap Radio Show. Stay tuned. Cause we'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. 
a man aged 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891 Grandma, can you come out and play? Sure, Ellie. Oh my, you might want to come here and help Grandma. What's the matter, Grandma? Can't you stand? Oh, sorry, honey. It's my knees. They don't work the way they used to. Does this ever happen to you? Are you on Medicare? You may qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Call the health hotline to see if you qualify. Our friendly agents are standing by 24-7 to help you. We also have braces for your shoulder, ankle, or back pain. And if you're covered by Medicare, you may qualify for free delivery. Grandma, slow down. I can't keep up. Maybe you can use a knee brace too, Ellie. Catch me if you can, kiddo. Call now to get your pain-relieving knee brace. 800-368-6704. 800-368-6704. That's 800-368-6704. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800-764-9168. 800-764-9168. That's 800-764-9168. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Welcome back to the Crawford Radio Show. Our have a fun. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. So basically, the 
Republicans sold us down the river with the stupid ominous bill so they could get our oil out. It didn't. That's not in the article. No, I know it's not. But I was thinking about that when you were reading it. I was saying that's we why he did that. We were talking about it. On th- Off air. Right. That's why they did that. So we get screwed with everything else and refugees are oh. going to flood here just for that. Just for what? Just for us to be able to sell oil. I don't understand how you're making these connections. Okay, what, what was it? Why did the Republicans sign the omnibus bill? Omnibus. Okay. I just, I, it should be omnibus. Omnibus. <laughs> it's omnibus. Omnibus. Why did they sell that? The, why did they sell us down the river? Because they're all progs. But what did they, what was their reasoning? What did they More say? More tax dollars that we can't control. They're letting our oil, it's not, this is why you shouldn't be talking about this, there's no background. You didn't tell them what you're talking, it has nothing to do with this article whatsoever, other than it's a vials of oil. Right, I know, that's what, that's what triggered it in my head. But they're not the same. Look, we used to, we had a ban on exporting oil from the company, from the country. Either way, some people think it's a company, it doesn't matter what you think it is, it's illegal. They so now they're going to sell it on the commodity market. It's going to go to sale on the open market, and they're going to get the tax revenue. They get X amount per barrel automatically, uh, so they make more money, more money going into the government that people can't control. To hope to fund them into into lovely progressive utopia land. Yeah, that's depressing as hell, but. This one's going to be an up, supposedly, from the Smithsonian. I don't just the Smithsonian loans it down. <laughs> All those artsy fartsy places are controlled by Prague's. Smithsonian mag rag dot com. If year researchers predicted that temperature fluctuations will cause drought, pests, and other climate sensitive factors that will affect crop yields and eventually even cause some tropical highlands to lose their capacity for producing the higher quality Arabica coffee. Oh, not Arabica coffee. Why does it have the word Arab in it if it's not Arabia? And changing climate would make the price of coffee skyrocket overall once rising temperatures disrupt the market supply. Yeah, except the, what you're not saying, even if this was true, it would mean <laughs> us up us up here to the north are now warmer. We're producing more food. You see, the south will produce less and will produce more. That's the cycle of life. Either way, it works out. <laughs> and by the way, ladies and gentlemen. And, I, and by the way, there's no, pri- there's no temperature on the planet that's going to make a jungle produce less food. They thrive in hot, wet weather. They do. Just Look. more food is what happens. Them predicting this already shows that the boneheads, history has always shown that humans have done better in warmer climates. Because they're more productive, it's more easily to grow food. Look, last year... So let's get more of North America able to, able to grow food. I don't see how it's a problem. Last year, they were bitterly cold out east, and now they're warm. This year, we're very, very cold, and they're... War- and we we're, were not warmer. very, very cold. We were warmer last year than we Maybe were Maybe by today. East Coast standards. We're just average. Well, we were warmer last year. No, we're on, we're on an average. Over over the whole time span they were collecting the data. That's the average. 
And we keep looking at the weather every day because it affects everything we do up here, especially getting on, on and off the mountain. And Brian just keeps shaking his head. It never changes. He's like, how could this not change? <laughs> every what are you day, talking about? You're looking at the weather. They're predicting the same thing. One to three inches. One to three inches of snow. That's not what they I did complained that for about a while. ever. I complained <laughs> about them never being able to get the, the weather right for two days. Everybody wants to believe them. This is going to happen. Well, follow your news your, every day. Follow the weather every day. You tell me how often they're right. I'm going to I'm making it easy for you because that's going to be a lower number than how much of the time they're wrong. We watch the weather every day, sometimes hour by hour, in case there's going to be a big storm sometimes coming or not. Sometimes it changes just that fast. It's amazing. So it's just, they're, <laughs> they're having a clue. Spectre Arabica coffee, which again, I don't know if it's got an Arab in it. It should be in the Middle East. A changing climate would make the price of coffee skyrocket. Oh, you know, I would bother me. I do like my cup of coffee, but if I have to give it up, meh. Dwindling prices are likely temporary, and they could spell bad news for fair trade coffee growers now. When prices fall, growers get less money for the commodity, regardless of how it is produced. Though the specialty coffee market is growing, producers and buyers are still trying to figure out ways to shield fair trade growers from fluctuating commodity prices. Yeah, this is their fair trade. You're always hearing about free trade. Now they want fair trade. Uh, I will say again to my conservative folk out there, there was no such thing as free trade. Never was. There's no such thing as fair trade. That's made up. That's a redistribution of wealth programs. That's all it is. And now they're trying to shield them because in the fair trade, they they get paid. I can't explain the whole thing. Just look it up, fair trade coffee. And they do other things too, fair trade. But it, it's really a fair trade. It's people getting paid more than they should for doing something, well, minimal as far as intellect. So, you know, that's interesting. I don't care really if those fair trade people, which is all communist redistribution anyway, suffer, which doesn't, they better get used to because, again, sooner or later you always run out of somebody else's money. Can't spend money you don't have. Hey, do you notice they're not... Oh, wait, we can borrow. You notice they're not even talking about Greece anymore at all? No. Or the the whole EU. Austerity nonsense. They never... That's not austerity. Going into debt slower is not austerity. You cut and you cut deep and it hurts and you can balance your budget. That's austerity and you suffer that way until you got to have enough money to get out of it. Or better yet, stop looking to your government to do things for you. You'll be surprised how small and how little money you have to give them. Dwindling prices are likely temporary, and they could spell bad news for fair trade coffee growers now. When prices fall, growers get less money for the commodity, regardless of how it is produced. Of course, that's how the commodity market works. Uh, Though the specialty coffee market is growing, producers and buyers are still trying to figure out ways to shield them. Will premium coffee prices fall because of the global drop? Probably not. As Alice Culp reports for the South Bend Tribune, Consumers are still willing to pay a premium for a cup of coffee that comes with a side of social awareness. Excuse me, I had to throw up. 
have to stock up on coffee next time I go down. I told you. I already found sawdust in my coffee. Oh, I'm not willing to pay a premium for a cup of coffee, just so you know. <laughs> All right, I used to I used to take instant it, until first we inherited this thing in our motor motorhome that we bought, and it doesn't use any electricity. It makes coffee like drip coffee. It's great. You just put a thing in it, put a filter in it, put the coffee in it, pour hot water over it. Voila, coffee. No but no fancy buttons to push. No electric to be used. No clocks to be set. Just simple coffee. Um, I don't know what the premium market does. When when people are willing to spend $5, $6 for a cup of coffee in the city, it, that's just amazing to me and ridiculous. Or or they have, like, coffee shops right across the street from each other all the way on all the different streets. Why? Uh, people ask the question, why in Manhattan do they do that? Manhattanites are lazy by definition. They're off, they're always walking someplace because they take the subway or the bus, um, and they don't want to have to cross the street. See, they could just go into the coffee shop on the same side of the street. If it's on the other side, they got to cross the street, and that's just annoying. That is literally it's that simple. That is why that happened in Manhattan and specifically uh, in Manhattan. It's all right. You know, I, I used to live there. I understand New York City people. Social awareness, though, that, that's just got to kill you right there. Either way, though, the future might be troubled. 2016 is shaping up to be a banner year for caffeine junkies. I'd like my co- price of coffee to come down, but that's impossible because the price of everything in this country has gone up. Every single commodity has gone up. That's two things I wanted to bring up because of this article. Number one is... This is why we don't have a free market, because everybody's into all the governments are interfering with it to protect the people that are growing this stuff. There should be no protectionism. No, it's not the government's business to be involved in any of this stuff. It's uh, free. If we really have free anything, forget fair. There's no you put the word fair in front of it. It's communist social justice, redistribution of wealth. We call it whatever you like. I don't really care. Left wing, little progressive, socialist, communist, fascist, status, bastards covered most of them. Actually, once you got down to status, it covers all of them. Because what you're constantly collectivist. What you're constantly saying is that people need to be allowed to fail so that other people can thrive, or they could go into something no, else. So they learn from their failure. I don't. I don't know one. I've never met one successful small business person that haven't hadn't failed two or three businesses before they were successful. It's just it's in the nature of the game. You got to be willing to lose to win. And that's one of the things I can't stand about the freaking commies and the rhinos and the progs complaining about Donald Trump. He is successful. He he failed and he kept going. Yeah, oh, he'd be bankrupt, sure. He lost all his daddy's money, sure, but then he built himself back up again. You know, just that's, like that's and that's in a controlled market. Um, and in the way he did that is because his his family was so wealthy. They knew everybody. They're politically connected, blah, 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 blah. So, it's, you know, it's easy for him to keep getting new loans to start up, uh, more so than it would be you and I. And that's part of crony socialism. Yep. Welcome to it. Well, again. We're not capitalists in any form. I'm sorry. We're not capitalists. And the ranchers, we look, we live above like seven or eight ranches. Oh, wait. Yeah. That's but, not even counting the whole valley. Right. It's just on the road. On the road. Yeah. There's more back in toward, you know, Meadow Gulch has a ranch. 
uh, telegraph all, all gulch. All the way down Browns Gulch. Yeah, the old ranches. None of these people are standing on their own two feet. Not one. I don't know. I haven't asked that many questions. They're getting subsidies. I know they are. The CR. I know. I don't know. I don't know if all of them are. The big ranchers are. I don't know about like Valentine's down below us, who also do sheep. You invoke is, the name, which is not. It is not a uh, not something that was looked at fondly in the West when sheep. Then sheep herders came out here because, well, you can you can run the cattle on wild on the range and they'll eat the grass but they won't eat it too low so it comes back up sheep on the other hand will eat it right down to the ground was it so they don't like they don't like those little lawnmowers because they ruin the range and that's where the war that's why the cattle wars started with the sheep herders uh you know and, it, and it's just how things happen out here they don't like people coming out here and changing the way they do things which is understandable really nobody does the other thing I wanted to bring up is that we actually have a Starbucks in Butte, Montana. I no was jo- Yes, we do. I've told you and Those this little before. coffee hut things. No, we have those as well, but yeah. we have a Starbucks. I said end. <laughs> and those little coffee hut things where <laughs> people pay. I know. It, it, they're, they're used to it. I don't understand this. How much does it take to make a cup of coffee at home compared to making, buying it? That's a lot of money difference. Trust me, like $4 a cup. Just make your own damn coffee. Get a thermos. Take it to work with you, like like workers do. Get a get one that looks. I don't know. They'll eventually make Stanley will make one that's indestructible. That looks nice. <laughs> that's purple or pink. They, like they might. They might already. Like I, they're I, doing the guns. <laughs> yeah, like they do the guns. Yeah, purple and pink guns. That's uh, interesting. I bet greens in there somewhere too. The only I was going to change that to an up down. The only reason I said it was an up because I read and go. I went, oh, cool! I can stock up on coffee now because it's going to be cheaper. When it when it drops, you mean? Yes, when it drops. We'll see. It might not do that here. You per, know that. You know these predictions. Uh, again, it, it might not because we do not have a free a market. Oh, we, no, and also a port. We have a port. We have plenty of ports. I'm saying in Montana. It might not actually happen here because oh, of it'll way. go down. It won't go down as it'll go down equivalent, but it'll still be more expensive because of the shipping costs. Right, exactly, because it's harder to ship here. Yeah, I believe in Alaska, all the way up to the Fairbanks, they they got everything. great everything, <laughs> great produce, everything, and because it's got ports. And in this country, if you live where the ports are, the food will be cheaper than if you live in the middle of the country. Where it's harder to get things through now, or if you live off the big tributaries, that counts too. You'll be with the coasters. Anybody on the big water transport, where they transport goods, including rivers, will be affected. They it'll just it'll be cheaper at the port, and it'll be a little more expensive once it walks off the port. But the farther it has to be trucked, the more costs, more you pay. And we're in Montana, so. I don't think it gets any worse than this. Well, premium. Oh, that's right. The Dakotas are pretty pretty much in the same problem. Wyoming. All right. Oh well, premium coverage fall. No, I don't think so. But we'll shall see. If it does, everybody will will get you know save some. I don't know, ten cents on a container of coffee or something. But it'll go down proportionally. Every it all go down ten cents, but it'll still be different prices. And of course, 
there's also the fact that it's controlled and manipulated by the central government, so that screws up things even more. But uh, that's depressing. Down from the LA Times. This is you changed this, my. This will work. Changed it I changed again. you up to a down. Yeah, did. I did too. Anything with social or fair, fair <laughs> trade. The fair trade. I know about the fair, fair trade. It sounds lovely. It's that's touchy feely. It's great, but that's charity, and that's that's done through charitable institutions, not through manipulation of the economy. So, I said another down. L.A. Times. A motion picture academy members cast their ballots for Oscar nominations this week. Oh, no, it's the Oscars. That goes TV. The biggest issue for many voters isn't about who might be nominated, but about the diversity of this year's acting class. Are you kidding me? I can listen to social diversity after fair trade. Are you trying to kill me? <laughs> I am. No, I really am not trying to. It's just that I, I have to bring this stuff out because... The progs are literally going to go crazy in 2016. We thought they were bad before. You ain't seen nothing yet. I don't really diversity. You know, this has always been nothing but a popularity contest, right? It's just as bad as king and queen in high school. It's about as important as what it is. It's, it's all it is. It's nonsense. Adults should know better. Their fear, the hashtag. Oscars so white will be trending on social media again. Sorry, Oscars so white. Minorities got there late, and now they're not even ta- now again. they're not even looking for pretty people. Now they're looking for average people. You see on TV all the time. They're not like wow, drop dead gorgeous and all that. Uh, and they're even cut down on the amount of makeup they're using on females. If you hadn't noticed, it's a trend. Again, why can't you just win something based on your merits? Well, because this is a popularity contest. It's nothing to do with the merits of anything. All right. Well, now it's even now it's worse than a popularity contest. There, There's they, always been politics involved. Anything with progs and power and fame is politics. The Academy found itself on the defense of last year when white actors earned all 20 of the nominations in their lead and supporting categories. Well, if this was really about, you know, who's a good actor and who isn't, well, cry me a river. But it isn't. It's just a popularity contest. You have no right to expect more diversity or color or anything else. Who's the most popular? Who's making the most money? Who's doing a bunch of, who's doing a bunch of this stuff that Prague's like? All these things, they add up to, to what they do with the Academy Awards. If you don't know that. Plus, it's a more redistribution of wealth. They give all these goodie bags away to everybody that's worth thousands of dollars. So they don't they don't want a hashtag Oscars so white this year. Oh, so you're going to let these idiots on the left social engineer you to give away awards to more people of color because otherwise you'll get a hashtag Oscars so white. <laughs> Really? Does that hurt your feelings or something? Oh, good. You all drop hater at me all the time. But actually, you are the big haters. Homosexuals are the biggest haters I've ever come in contact with. And I'm talking about uh, the political ones, the activists, not your everyday homosexual. The ones I came in contact with in New York City, 
followed politics about as much as I did. Zero. All right. Um, the Academy found itself on the defensive. The topic came to define Academy Awards so much that host Neil Patrick Harris. Oh my God, is, is that related to the other Harris? Tampon lady? I don't think so. Neil Patrick Harris? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know these What's people. her name again? Some, uh, Melissa. Some, Melissa. No, it's, no, not Melissa Harris, right? Yeah. Melissa Harris Perry. That's it. Harris Perry. I'm just wondering if they're the same family, the Harris. Yeah, she's... The, gosh, the things that come out of her mouth. She's such a twit. She's a typical... She's a typical prod. Oh, no. I'm a racist because she's black. There's so much, there is so much cream in that Prague. coffee. Just like Obama. <laughs> oh, so Neil Patrick Harris, I guess we're not going to Melissa Har- Patrick Harris, Paris Harris, what the? <laughs> Melissa Perry Paris, Paris Perry. I don't care. I hate how many people to begin with. My God, pick a name. Uh, he opened the ceremony by quipping, Tonight we honor Hollywood's best and whitest. Sorry, brightest. Oh! Be called the Freudian slip. <laughs> if you believe Freud had anything to offer. Hey, if he makes fun of white people, is he racist? Nope. Only white people can be racist. You didn't know that? I didn't. You can't keep up. Yet there's a strong chance this year acting awards will once again be heavily, perhaps exclusively, white. Despite the efforts of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences to diversify the organization. In the four acting categories, only Idris Elba, Beasts of No Nation. What the hell is that? I have no idea. I don't know. Anybody out there ever watch a movie called Beast of No Nation? (laughs) If if not, why is she getting anything? For being stupid enough to play in a B movie that makes you look like an idiot that nobody watched. Here's your award. But you know, this awards and the and the uh what do you call it awards? The Nobel Peace Prize Awards? Uh, they're about worth the same thing. Nothing. <laughs> I don't care if you win. Nobody wants to win it. It's worth anything anymore because it doesn't mean anything. Throw things at these people with their affirmative action and what comes of it. It just gets worse. It never gets better. So uh, she's, she's going to sit. This beast of no nation. That qualifies her, I guess, to sit on this thing. <laughs> Sits among the forecasted nominees at Gold Derby, a website compiling the predictions of two dozen Oscar pundits. That could change by the time nomination balloting closes Friday, with some close observers saying that the, prospect, the prospect of another hashtag Oscars so white controversy could even influence the voting. I can't believe that these these idiots, these small little whiny cogs, are getting so much attention that they can even make them change the way they do things because they're going to put up a hashtag? Really? I had a good break. Sound Cooperative Radio Show, stay tuned, cause we'll be back. the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it, what is in it, what is in it. Thank you for caring so much about our health and welfare. 
Oh, 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 be careful, Mr. President. There is a cliff here. You know what? Maybe this isn't going to help. Maybe you're better off not having the surgery, but taking the painkiller. No, no, I need a pacemaker. Make no mistake about it. President Obama and the Democrats who supported Obamacare began throwing seniors off the cliff back on March 30th, 2010, when they voted to cut Medicare's budget by $575 billion. Don't worry, Grandma. We've got you. Oh. Here are the facts the president doesn't want you to know about how Obamacare will impact the health and welfare of your loved ones. Obamacare puts into law the ominous Independent Payment Advisory Board, which is a medical services rationing board, about which the Wall Street Journal reported, for the first time an unelected group will be empowered to limit health spending for the vulnerable elderly. In plain English, that means, as a result of the passage of Obamacare, based on factors such as your age and eligibility, 15 faceless bureaucrats will be making life and death decisions on whether or not you and your loved ones will receive the care you need and deserve as a doctor and as an American. That is simply unacceptable. The Congressional Budget Office originally estimated that Obamacare would cost taxpayers $938 billion and then just 10 months later revised those costs upwards to $1.45 trillion. Medicare is already on life support, and now Congress wants you to entrust them with the nation's entire health care system. You know he's right. I'm Dr. Chris Held, and all of us agree. Medicare needs to be reformed, but it needs to be reformed in a way that will allow the next generation of seniors to choose the health plan that suits them best. I'm Dr. Jane Hughes. We understand that reform doesn't begin or end with our nation's seniors. If Obamacare is not stopped, your family's insurance decisions and major medical decisions will be decided for you by a small group of politically appointed government bureaucrats. We're not politicians. We're doctors. And as doctors, we don't treat Republicans or Democrats. We treat people. The first step to reform of America's health care system is repeal. Repeal of the highly politicized and deeply flawed Obamacare. To see firsthand what true patient-centered health care reform looks like, please join us at AmericanDoctorsForTruth.org. Help us reform the system while protecting your health care from arbitrary government controls. Let's do it right this time. Jeremiah was my pastor. He was a good friend of mine. I said I never heard a single nasty word he said, and I hope you'd believe that line. I had the audacity of hope that you'd believe that line. Now I'm saying, Reverend Wright was wrong. Jeremiah's gone now. He sleeps with the fishes in the deep blue sea. And it didn't speak for me. Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain, Return to Saddlesore Canyon. 
You know, Lindsay, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans, with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different, feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Who can make the sun rise? Promise you the moon. Cover you with health care and a miracle or two. Obama can. Obama can. Oh, Obama can, man. Obama can, Welcome back to the Corbett Radio Show. I Hour two. I didn't know people could be afraid of a hashtag. Really? I mean. They're afeared. It's something about the left. They really, we do it to them all the time. We take off a hashtags and make them cry. If it's all white again, nobody's going to be happy, and there might be a growing perception that the Academy is out of touch, as the Academic Awards said USC history professor Steve Ross. Well, he's a prog anyway, so who cares? Author of several books about Hollywood politics. Well, there you go. It has to be a good performance, but for some, if they're deciding between Will Smith and somebody else, they might just go for Will Smith because of what happened last year. Some Academy members worry privately that another backlash could damage the institution's reputation, particularly as award shows such as Emmys and Grammys feature prominent winners of color. I say, how about all the awards? Go away. You you win awards by getting us to watch your stuff. That's all you do. Look, and Will Smith, he's a good actor. He would get it on his merits. Oh, but no, they're going to diminish him now because he's getting it because he's black. That's how affirmative action works. Oscar voters, speaking on condition of anonymity because of the subject's sensitive nature, seem split between going, oh wait, where's Snowden when you need him? Come on, sensitive nature. Seem split between going with their instincts and casting a ballot with an eye toward maintaining the group's relevancy. I don't see how you can nominate another group that doesn't include any actor of color and think you'll be taken seriously. One actor's branch member said, well, what if they're just not as good? But that can't happen. We can't let that happen. F. Gary Gray, director of the NWA biopic, straight out of Compton, who joined the Academy this year. Compton, oh, that's a ghetto. Offers a different view. I'm not going to allow politics to influence my judgment because then that defeats the purpose, said Gray who is African-American. No, he's an American and happens to have black skin. That's not how I make movies, and it's not how I'll vote. If something moves me and touches me, that's probably the direction I'll go. This year's prominent contenders of color include Michael B. Jordan, Creed, Will Smith, Concussion, and Samuel L. Jackson, The Hateful Eight. 
Wait, what? The, do you hear the titles of these movies that they're starring in? Creed, Concussion, and Hateful Eight. They kind of go together, don't they? Gray's Compton, nominated December for the, a SAG Awards Ensemble Prize, is also in the mix, as is transgender actress Maya Taylor, who earned a Spirit Awards nomination for her turn as an L.A. prostitute in the indie film Tangerine. Oh, that must have been such a, a, a reach for her. It, him, it, her, him. Uh, he probably walked the streets himself. You definitely want the people who decide these things to reflect society, said Creed. Writer-director Ryan Coogler. There's empowerment in representation. It means so much when you see somebody who's like you up there on that stage. Who cares if it makes you feel, ooh, it's so wrong with you. You care that someone, you're not represented because of skin color? Dude, go to a new country. Huh. The Academy responded to the hashtag Oscars so white criticism. See, I would have responded hashtag black people can't act. Hashtag. Susan got it right. I was waiting for you. Uh, <laughs> inviting 322 new members. It's largest class ever. The demographic group. Uh, demographically broad group reflected a concerted move toward a normalization of our membership to represent both the industry and the country as a whole. Academy President Cheryl Boone Isaacs told the Times, no, that wasn't a hyphen. She's got an extra name in there. I don't know where it came from. No, it's a middle name, of course. Why? Nobody uses their middle name much anymore. So Cheryl Boone Isaacs told the Times in an interview at the time, that's funny, then at the Governor's Awards in November, Boone Isaacs announced a new Academy initiative, A2020, design industry-wide commitment, no partner with the Academy to hire, mentor, encourage, and promote talent in all areas of our profession. Yeah, but that's not what you're going to do. You're going to make give stuff to people of color, right? I can't, I couldn't get it, could I? White male heterosexual? Irish descent. Of Irish descent. (laughs) So does this mean they're going to invite ISIS too? They got to be... Probably. Uh, I imagine it'd be hard to get the invitation to them though. Well, no, they don't have to because ISIS is going to be here soon as soon as he imports all these brown pieces of crap. ISIS is already here. You understand ISIS is not... uh, a coherent thing it's any cell that wants to do jihad against us can claim affiliation with isis and they have so, hence isis is already here so they can invite them to the, this party too I'm sure they have <laughs> after all they are a minority that appeal addresses what most observers see as the root of the oscars diversity problem voters can't nominate what doesn't exist There can't be many nominees until people are given the opportunity in prominent, meaningful roles, said Todd Boyd, a professor at critical studies at USC School of Cinematic Arts. Here's my answer to you. Fight your way up to the on your own like most people in America have done throughout the inception of the country. 
You're not entitled to equal representation of squat because of your skin color. Got it? How about this? Let people get stuff on their merits, and maybe the rest of us won't think it's nothing but a bunch of junk. Well, this is a, this, Bunk. This is a bigger issue, not Brian. Hunk. So what they're going to do, this, what they want to do is force the people that invest in these movies to be made, as well as the directors, to hire inferior actors so that their movie tanks and they lose all their money. Yes. Because of their skin color. Right. That's that's ever happened before? It's happened in any industry that they try to do this with. But this is even... All right, then Hollywood's sinking itself. Hollywood has been sinking itself for a while. It finally got smart and just made movies that we wanted to see. Superheroes beating bad guys. Well, and also the Christian movies that came out. Actually, I heard a report. Yes, that Christian 20, messages also. 2014 and 2015 was the highest that Hollywood as a whole has made in many, many years. And they did have to say, I mean, I thought this guy was like going to choke on his words because he literally had to admit it was because of the superhero movies and the new Christian venue that's come out. I'm like, boy, that must have hurt. <laughs> you know? As, as much of the progs as the people in Hollywood are, <laughs> they worship one thing more than their progressivism, and that's the almighty dollar. So the Oscars are the end of the line. When those opportunities come at the front end, then the nominations will probably flow accordingly. And if they don't, then you really have a pushback. Well, how about people just earn things for themselves? What What is with this pet tent to turn everybody into idiots that don't appreciate anything, including their life, because it's all been devalued? Just no more boxes. Look, it's an actor, actress thing, the Oscar nomination process. If there's none that is should be nominated, then none will be nominated. But, you know, we have, they have nominated, uh, what, what, J-Lo? That's her name, J-Lo. They nominated J-Lo. It's not like they haven't done it before. And I think they were nominated also for uh, the other uh, black singer, actors, turned it, that, like, tried to kill herself. Whitney Houston. They nominated her when she went into acting, too. Singers could go into acting, but actors can't go into singing. I, I don't know why. I've just watched it happen throughout the decades. Every time I... A uh, singer goes to act, they're great. But an actor goes to sing, not so much. Well, it's just been a hit, you know. Who's the guy from Miami Vice? He went out there and made an album. Oh, my God, I can't believe that anybody would have printed and put that into production. That was hard. All right. Um, so Boone Isaacs has offered no further specifics on A2020. Which, like the Academy's attempt at inviting a younger, more demographically inclusive membership, will take years to deliver tangible results. And when when I was growing up, I wasn't entitled to have representation at anything. What the hell is that? Young people, you wait your turn. <laughs> Old people die, you take over. That's the way it works. <laughs> you just wait for us to die. <laughs> right. It's the game. That's how it works. We're in charge now. Suck it up. Your turn will come. All right, up, down. From the New York Post. Wow, I've been there in a while. 
A crooked cleric was caught stealing from the collection basket of his teeny Upper East Side church. By suspicious congregants who secretly set up a video camera, cops said Thursday. I, I love how these Christian churches are all just so full of love and brotherly... Uh, suspicious congregants setting up secret video cameras in the church. Wow, talk about not having faith in anything. I mean, uh, really. What happened? I mean... <laughs> I, I don't get this. It's, is there another way to figure out who's taking money out of the collections than to set up secret cameras? Uh, did you have a warrant for those cameras? I mean, come on. There's a lot of people in there. Did they sign a waiver to let you photograph them? Again, Brian, evil. Evil is everywhere. everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's, it, in it's, a, it's been in the Catholic Church for a while, but it, it perked its little head up there for a little bit with the whole, you know. Mambla thing. Well, and also, I'd like to know why they fired the last pope and then put Popeye in. That was really bizarre. You'll never know because you're talking about inside politics in the Vatican. That's much. That's even worse than inside politics in D.C. Yeah, they've been doing it a very long time. Yes, and it's 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 got roots. Very deep roots in the Catholic Church. Uh, now, all the other churches have been catching up. I don't, and no, I don't know anything about evangelicals nowadays because the, the evangelicals, they're just born again Christians, right? No. No, something different. Right. I don't know what evangelicals are. I've never been to an evangelical church. I don't believe I have. Possible. I've been to a lot of churches. It's relatively new. It's a really new religion. I don't think it is. You sect. should look it up because uh, that's where Sarah Palin's an evangelical Christian. I do believe they're the ones that – are these the ones that talk in uh, tongues? No, that's look Jehovah Witnesses. No, it is not Jehovah Witnesses, just so you know, because <laughs> I've actually been to – uh, I guess you call it a service where people broke out and spoke in tongues when I was a kid. I don't know. I just got deathly ill. Everything got like light yellow, and I was nauseous, and I had to, I had to leave. <laughs> I just told my mother, "I got to get out of here. I'm going to throw up." It really did make me physically ill. I have no idea why. I wasn't an evil child. I don't think. Could be. All right, let's let's get back to the New York boys. Post, uh, hold, post, on, post, hold, peace, on, post, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Evangelical, any of the classical Protestant churches of their or their offshoots, but especially in the late 20th century, churches that stress the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, personal conversation experiences, conversion, converge, sorry, conversion, scriptures as the sole basis for faith and active evangelism. Is that jellyism? Evangelism. <laughs> the winning of personal commitment to Christ. Uh, comes from the Greek evangelion, right? Yep. And Latin evangelium, words for good news, which evolved into the word gospel and has long been in use. That's why I'm getting confused because when I was a kid, the, the, this whole evangelical kind of thing started, but it was different than what they're doing today. And now they get these mega churches, which I don't understand at all. See, and says, I don't. And by the, the way, I don't. I'm not part of any specific religion because I think religion inherently is 
political and run by a bunch of morally corrupt individuals. And it's all about politics and money and power. And spirituality has nothing to do with any of that. And so I don't want anything to do with any of that either. In the United States in the mid-20th century, the term was applied to a group that emerged out of the ongoing fundamentalist controversy. Early in the century, an intense conflict developed developed between the modernists, liberals, and fundamentalists, conservatives, in several of the larger Protestant denominations. Some fundamentalists left their old churches to found new ones when it became evident that it had lost control of the governing boards of their denominations. And it it more goes on. It goes on and on. (laughs) You can look it up yourself. I don't know if that clarified but, for you. When we well, no, well, I'm trying to clarify it to evangelicals because it, they get insulted when I say stuff like that. Uh, the evangelic, evangelism has been around for a very long time. It predates uh, anybody saying they had an evangelical church. And there were evangelical churches, and their focus was the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. No, I know that's also Pentecostal, but... I'm not talking about Pentecostal, <laughs> evangelical. Um, and and they go out, you know, to speak the the word of Jesus Christ, and they convert people to Christianity. And they seem to focus just completely on the New Testament. They don't they don't deal with the Old Testament. If that's changed, I apologize. I'm doing my best. <laughs> no, I actually went to one of these new churches that was an offshoot of a mega church. I think they were out of Washington. Just brand new here in Butte because, of course, you know, our daughter church shops as well as job shops. Oh, yeah. She went through all the churches, all the Christian, all the churches and uh, all the all well, all the enough that no other church will take her. Yeah. And they do. They just focus on the New Testament. This particularly particular mega church, which is fine with me, except for one thing. Jesus was a Jew and he said, I have not come to change, but to add to which means you need to study the Torah, the Talmud, the Quran, Kumach, Kumach or Kumashka, Kumach, I think. Uh, anyway, uh, you got to study the Jewish holy books because our, even the Roman Catholic Old Testament, which is the most complete and accurate of Old Testaments, isn't anywhere near the Torah. So uh, they didn't think they could get any of the people back then in Europe to spend that much time studying their religion that's why it, it's not you see, have to learn the torah because you know jewish children they have to memorize the torah they have to learn the talmud they have to go by the time they're you know what is it 13 and they have their coming of age ceremony um i forget what it's called now but bar mitzvah yeah bar mitzvah they're bar mitzvah I like going. I like crashing bar mitzvah parties. If you don't know, Jewish people really know how to party. I'm not kidding you. Uh, anyway, the Reverend Daniel Iambaglia, who was embroiled in a bitter court battle for control of the Evangelical Rock Church, was busted for allegedly swiping about $238 in worship money over two months. He is also accused in court papers of misappropriating more than $8,000 in church funds. Cops were called to the church two days before Thanksgiving to break up an argument between Ian Paglia and Joseph McGee, 
who is one of several congregants suing to oust the Holy Roller. McGee handed over video that repeatedly shows Ampaglia counting cash inside a church office, then folding some of the bills and stuffing them into his pocket, police sources said. Ampaglia 7-2 was charged with with uh, petty larceny, petty, uh, petite, petty, who is this guy? Larceny, and released with a desk appearance ticket. He is due in Manhattan Criminal Court on Tuesday. Hey, didn't Jeremiah Wright also embezzle money, our uh, famed... Don't know, don't remember that story. There was nothing more to tell after the videos of all the things spewing out of his mouth. I was done with Reverend Wrong. Yes, and we paid the parody by Shanklin. Shanklin.com did the parody on our last break. Yeah, you forgot to tell you. Say and that. Obama can. He did that too. Okay. But there's always been corruption. <laughs> well, as long as there's been power, there's been corruption. Even in tribal communities, corruption sneaks in. People stealing from one another holding out on one another. All right. um, According to related affidavit that McGee filed in Manhattan Supreme Court this week, a review of church records has revealed that in excess of $8,000 have been misappropriated or used without approval over the past two years. The ripoffs only stopped during the period in which Daniel Ampaglia was recuperating from surgery and lacked access to the usher's offices, McGee claims. That's true. That's a good reason to be suspicious, would you say? Oh, look, the problem went away when he went away. And it comes back, the problem comes back. Huh. Occam's razor. I am popular was hired in 2012 as pastor of Rock Church, which is housed in a white four-story building at 153 East 2nd Street and had just 20 members and 10 to 20 additional attendees at the time, court papers say. A year later, McGee and... Two other worshippers filed suit alleging Iampaglia was scheming to seize control of Rock Church and its valuable real estate. Longtime Rock Church congregants were scared away with Iampaglia's explosive personality and unkind words, according to court papers. Iampaglia refused to comment and swung his cane at a photographer during a Thursday afternoon walk to a corner grocery store for an apple pie and a tub of Neapolitan ice cream. Oh, my God, that sounds good. I haven't had apple pie in years. In his most recent Sunday sermon, which is posted online, he said, I'm looking at 2016 this way. God will lead me and provide for me because his word so declares. He also gives it to Caesar what is Caesar's and you're a crook. Anyway, good for them for finding him out. But I would have called the police once I, once I, I said, well, when he left to go to the hospital, I'll stop. And when he came back from the hospital, I'll start it again. I think we know who's doing it. Let the police do the investigating. Put the cameras up if you must. I, I don't think congregants should have that kind of relationship with you. If you do, you need a new one. I mean, just get a new one. All right, space. The final frontier. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Dun, 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 See, I was just going to do this.
Not as good. <laughs> That's what I thought. But you're always wanting me to put sound effects, and I'm going to myself. You, you haven't always... looked for your own yet. You got mine from like <laughs> 10 years ago. But you always do stuff better. <laughs> <laughs> Than a sound effect would. <laughs> That's why I don't look for sound effects. Although you did upload a lot to this interface of yours. I did. You did. I told you I did. Those are the ones I like out of the ones I have. It, you know, but that's a long time. You might want to go find new stuff because things have changed in 10 years. <laughs> All right, from Live Science. The X-37B space plane looks like a miniature version of NASA's now-retired space shuttle orbiter. I was going to say, wasn't that a space plane? <laughs> the, the shuttle? What it was? Looks like a plane. Now they're hanging in museums. Not all the museums. Uh, some were in, uh, whoever bought them. Some were put in restaurants. That used to, like, put in or outside a restaurant to... Attract attention. I know there was one, at least one of those were restaurants. Yeah, but these are our taxpayer dollars just huh? going to what? Nothing. No, they, they put them up for auction and they get money for it. After we paid for it. Right. Well, that's still our money. Whatever they get money, it's ours. It's not the government's money. It's yeah, ours. Well, they don't know that. Well, because we haven't made sure they remembered that every single day of their lives, that they are nothing but public servants. A plane. The military space plane is 29 feet long, which is 8.8 meters, and 9.5 feet tall, which is 2.9 meters, and has a wingspan of nearly 15 feet or 4.6 meters. The spacecraft reports a payload bay about the size of a pickup truck bed. The Air Force Rapid Capabilities Office, AFRCO, runs the X-37B program. While the overall duties of the space plane remain secretive, I, I can tell you all of those planes turned into spy planes. That's what its job's going to be. Because, see, they can't shoot it down because it's outside the ionosphere. It's outside their range. It's a space plane. Uh, that's my opinion. It was previously announced that this aircraft carries a NASA Advanced Materials Experiment and an experimental propulsion system developed by the Air Force. The first OTV mission began April 22, 2010, and concluded on December 3, 2010, after 224 days in orbit. Okay, now how is Obaminus allowing this? I thought he was already tasked NASA with another job. This is like the third story I've heard about NASA being active again. Oh, they're active, but not in the way they used to be. Well, I well, first of all, it's all unconstitutional. They still haven't told me all the wondrous things Islam has brought to the world. <laughs> We're waiting for the report, NASA. And NASA is unconstitutional <laughs> anyway. And so is the Air Force. So is the Air Force. Yeah, but see, if you were in the Air Force during this time, wouldn't it be kind of cool to, to make this plane with them or help them repair it with your using your brain that you have? Your It, it would have been interesting because it would have been something different, but... Uh, not really. It's, a, it's not that challenging to, to troubleshoot an airplane, to be honest with you. It's, it's just replacing black boxes. Yeah, but this is a space plane. Same thing. You replace the black boxes. The box, the old box gets sent back to the wherever to get refurbished, and they rebuild it. 
we didn't learn how to do that. Heck, I can tell you, I didn't learn how to work on anything electronic in the Air Force because uh, they stuck me on the flight line, and I was so good. They wouldn't let me off the flight line until the deadline was coming up that if either I get signed off on the shop inside uh, or I'm going I, to be dis- discharged. So they finally let me into the shop, which I really didn't learn a darn thing, and they signed me off on anything anyway and then threw me back out on the flight line. Sometimes called the fright line. <laughs> We're going to go to a break. It's your cooperative radio show. Stay tuned. Cause we'll be right back. My name is Courtney Luster. I'm 21, well educated, and unemployed American. I happen to be black, so I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population black youth unemployment. Notice I don't refer to myself as African-American because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African-American fits into that equation. You're right, it doesn't. For over 60 years, the Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. Why? Because I want to educate myself. Not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio, America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to redstatetalkradio.com. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. 
If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45 non-tobacco user could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891 Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Alrighty then. Back to the new space spy plane. It's not a spy plane. I said it is. <laughs> you're, you're declaring it a spy plane. I have. The second OTV mission began March the 5th, 2011. Oh, I'm sorry. How rude. Welcome back to the corporate radio show. Hour half of two. <laughs> oh, man. I'm never going to get him off of this now. <laughs> so the second OTV mission began March the 5th, 2011 and concluded in June of 16th, 2012. Chalking up a mission of 469 days, the X-37B program completed its third mission in October 17, 2014, following 674 days in orbit after its December 3, 2012 launch. This last flight extended the total number of days spent on orbit for X-37B craft to 1,367. In 2014, it was announced that Boeing Space and Intelligence Systems had consolidated its space plane operations by making use of NASA's Kennedy Space Center, KSC. Is that like Kentucky Fried Chicken? In Florida, as a landing site for the X 37B. To date, all flights of the X 37B touched down at Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. When and where OTV 4 were returned to Earth is not known. According to Boeing, a former KSC Space Shuttle facility known as Orbiter Processing Facility 1, OPF-1, has been converted into a structure that will enable the Air Force to efficiently land, recover, refurbish, and launch the X-37B orbital test vehicle. So cool. I can't wait to going into outer space costs like, I don't know, 20 bucks or something. (laughs) <laughs> then maybe I'll think about it. All right. From space.com. There's a growing interest in Europe to prioritize the moon as humanity's next deep space destination. The moon, supporters say, can serve as a springboard to push the human exploration of the solar system with Mars as the horizon goal. So Europe is ratcheting up what it sees as a strategic significance of the moon 
by pushing forward on lunar exploration missions that would involve both humans and robots. Calling the effort a comeback to the moon, European space planners envision a series of human missions to the lunar vicinity starting in the early 2020s. Wow, we just did a show about A2020. And a uh, thing about A2020, remember the story? And now this is 2020 again. What is it with the year 2020? Those missions, according to the plan, will include coordination between astronauts and robotic systems on the lunar f- surface. Robots would land first, paving the way for human explorers to set foot on the moon later. Europe's lunar intentions were clearly evident at an international symposium this month to discuss plans for a return to the moon. The European Space Agency, ESA, hosted the two-day symposium called Moon 2020 to 2030, a new era of coordinated human and robotic exploration on December the 15th at the European Space Research and Technological Center in Nordwijk, Netherlands. More than 200 scientists and space officials from 28 countries attended the meeting. The intent of the symposium was to gain a strong common message from the representatives of the science, academic agency, and industrial communities, said Marcus Landgraf, a symposium organizer and space architecture analyst for the European Space Agency. How to build a moon colony infographic. Uh, the message would entail how lunar exploration can be implemented as a sustainable international endeavor, building on past successes and enabled by new partnerships, Landgraf told Space.com. ESA already participates in the critical effort to develop human space transportation systems for missions beyond low Earth orbit. The agency is providing the European service module to be used in conjunction with NASA's next spaceship, the Orion Crew Module. Furthermore, the head of ESA, Warner, has repeatedly expressed his keenness for a moon base as a successor to the International Space Station. He has stated that such a lunar base should be international, drawing upon different competencies in various countries. Yeah, but China is already planning their own moon uh, presence on the moon, and it isn't for happy purposes. U.S. astronomer Dan Lester, a consultant in Telerobot, Special, you know, I hope I don't. I, all the things I've predicted about this, I hope it's not going to turn out to be true. U.S. astronomer Dan Lester, a consultant in telerobotics specialist, said that his big takeaway message from the ESA symposium was that exploration, telepresence, is no longer an off the wall idea, but one that seemed to be threaded throughout the conference. This conference seemed to accept that it was a new way of doing exploration, Lester told Space.com. One strong recommendation that will come out of the meeting is that real analog studies will be necessary to understand how to do operations on the moon, he added. The not analog operations at a moon-like sites, which can be hugely expensive just for travel, but along operations where geologists use a real rover robot, perhaps just in a rock yard with vision, dexterity, haptics, and how latency control to do real-time field geology, Lester said. 
One other theme that was clear from the meeting, a load of important science still needs to be done on the moon. That was a regular reminder at the meeting, Lester said. Photos, astronaut in space drives rover on Earth. Near the moon, says lunar space. Brian, how is Europe going to pay for this? They, uh, they just got a bazillion uh, in. Oh, well, we're involved, you know. We ha- Every, all of these countries, including ours, is being flooded with poor wretches of the world. It doesn't even matter. We don't even need to be thinking about this. It just opened up the moon for uh, resource exploration by private companies, and there'll be moon bases up there before you know it. Mining operations going on. Won't cost us a thing if the national government just shuts up and stays out of it. NASA's Kathy Lorini, co-chair for the Exploration Roadmap Working Group. There's a Roadmap Working Group? Wow. I gotta get me one of those. For the Global Exploration Roadmap. Also took part in the European Gathering on Lunar Exploration. Exploration, not explanation. The symposium was very well attended and effective in gathering community input on priorities for exploration of the moon, Larini told Space.com. A major topic at the meeting, she said, was how humans in cislunar space, the region of space near the moon, could contribute to lunar exploration. They could do so by working with robotic assets that demonstrated future human landing technologies and contributed information about high-priority science questions. The ESA, Space Exploration Strategy, sets the moon as a priority destination for humans on the way to Mars. And the recent talk of a moon village certainly has generated a lot of positive energy in Europe. Because Europe wants to get the hell out of Europe. uh, Take me to the moon. That's how you know things are bad. Of Europe playing a role in a global human exploration scenario, Lorini said, it is clear, she added, that the ESA ministerial meeting in December 2016 will be an important milestone for Europe. The timing is right, Lorini said, to get started on the capabilities which allow Europe to meet its exploration objectives and ensure Europe remains a strong partner as humans begin to explore the solar system. Why? Because progs will not be happy with just ruling the world. They want to rule the universe, Pinky. Anyway, uh, let's leave the crazy left loons behind. See, who's going to get to go? I say we, sh- we ship the progressives at that. After well, all, the they're progressive. They like to go forward. They could go... They could go to the moon and take it over. They could be progressive moon land. But that, that's what I was just thinking. So the fuzzy muzzies are going to take over Europe and Europe's going to go to the moon. Oh, that or put all the muzzies in the rocket and send them to the moon. This, the latter would be preferred for me, but not what they're thinking, I'm sure. Yeah, how is Germany going to get involved? Germany is falling apart. The EU represents all of Europe that is part of the EU. And how, in God's name, just like us, are they going to take in these massive amounts of people, support so them with a, welfare? They've taken in massive amounts more people. They're, they're, what do you mean, if? They've already done it. Yes, and so have we, between the South, South America. Not as many as over in Europe. You're wrong. 
It's unsustainable, Brian. I know, but again, it's not as much as Europe. Try to remember, they just flooded over the borders. Yeah, they did here too. No, these well, those were not Muslims. No, South Americans. But they're not Muslims. Okay, I'm talking about South Americans. How many have landed here? Not, Millions. Not many. Mostly Central America and Mexico. Right, millions just came across this border. No, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I. You don't know how many came across, doesn't come across, is here, isn't here. We don't know any of that. All we know is the game. So why do you bring it up in now? Because they're all going to be on welfare. Where they're going to get the money? I, for I that. am sure this has nothing to do with space exploration. Stop politica- politicizing everything more than it already is. It's all in constitutional spending anyway over here. Europe could do what it wants because England, I'm not sure. I even bothered to look up every country. England doesn't even have a constitution or any formal government in writing anywhere. Basically, whoever's in charge can do whatever they want like they do here now, even though they're not supposed to be able to, but they do, as you can see. Worse than that, now we have a Caesar. I told you he was Caesar from the beginning. It doesn't be doesn't do me any good to be right when not enough people listen. Spread the word. Said a word, word, word. Said a word, the word. You remember that song? Word, word, word. Said who said the word? I said a word, word, word. Who's got the word? You remember? Yes, I do. Oh, now you do. You shook your head no before. Again, she forgets it's radio. You saw her shake her head, right? And moving along, I got through all of them before the third hour. Thank God. <laughs> yes, and you even got through space to Final Frontier. And no, I do not use the Lord's name in vain. That was properly stated. <laughs> what other food police up to now? And medical madness! But for now, over to the food police. Brian, why do you do a European siren when you live in the United States? Because it's really annoying. That's why. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. All right, from the S Oceated Press, Patrick Brown is on an improbable mission. Make a burger Americans love. Minus the meat. Forget about it. The meat's the purpose of the burger to begin with. To eat the red, lovely red meat that provides us with all the essential amino acids and enzymes we need to function properly as a human being. Yes. They are just dying to get us off of meat. Yes. They really are. Yes, they're going to do it by hook or by crook. They are going to do it. Veggie patties have been around for decades. Yeah, what disgusting. So is soy burgers. Man, they started serving that stuff in the military. Nobody ate the hamburgers. Well, that's just like our kids are throwing out their food and bringing in contraband. They've actually made our children smugglers. Yeah, well, the more you make something illegal, what happens, Susan? <laughs> the more black market emerges, right? Our little kids are learning how to become smugglers. They're learning how to live in a corrupt world where the government thinks it can control everything you do. 
that's what the gay have to learn to live in, that kind of world, because that's the world that is being built for them. But meanwhile, uh, I'm sorry, soy tastes like crap. I don't care what you put on it, it's soy. Uh, it's disgusting. It's not fermented, which means as far as the Chinese are concerned, which is why they don't eat unfermented soybeans, they're toxic. I trust the Chinese with this stuff, with medicine like that. They know about all the things in, in everything they consume, they use for medicines and uh, if they say it's toxic to, to humans, then it's toxic to humans, and why are we eating it? Unfermented soybean. Fermented is fine, like soy, like soy sauce. I like Kikomen, and it says fermented soy sauce. Anyway, I don't eat soy if I can help it. You can almost not possibly not give it to your livestock anymore it's in all feed to up to uh, as a cheap form of protein and uh, you know unless you want your own custom batch you got to buy tons at a time you're stuck with what's available so we're gonna, uh, they've been around and no one's going to force you to eat a veggie patty yet but i'm sure it will soon but Brown and others want to make food without animal products that look, cook, and taste like real thing and can finally appeal to the masses. We're not making a veggie burger. We're creating meat without using animals, said Brown, a former Sanford scientist who has been scanning plants in search of compounds that can help recreate meat. They're going to grow our meat now? <laughs> Between this and, and, you know, cloning, I'm thinking, you know, they'll just clone the ham part when they want ham. And, uh, you know, just saying. And eating bugs. They're working on that, too. Oh, yeah. There's all yes. bug farms big already. bug farms. Big, big bug farms. Yum. Crunchy. I hear those things can be tasty. <laughs> I've only ate them, like, off the ground. They're not very good at all. Or swallowing them on the back of a motorcycle as Whole. we're driving. They just hurt. You don't get to taste them. <laughs> you don't. You just slump on the back of your throat. Done. <laughs> you just hope to God it's not a bee. Or worse, a wasp. Wasp flies in your mouth. It's going to sting the crap out of you. And you're going to get immediate reaction to that inside your mouth. Trust me, I've been there. I don't, I don't like this whole notion of recreating meat. It sounds really disgusting. Everybody's worrying about the slime, the slime meat, or what do they call it? It, it? it was nothing but extra fine beef. And, oh, but it's got this, and it makes it toxic, and oh my God, it's, so, it's disgusting. There's nothing wrong with it. It's actually more healthy than regular uh, ground beef, but you believe some guy from Britain who throws things in the washing machine. I, I don't know. Tell, tell people from Britain to go back to Britain and fix their own countries because we're not as bad as they are. I'm sorry. I don't believe for an instant they, they eat better than us other than they can't afford to buy enough food. That, and we don't have that problem. Or at least the majority doesn't. So Brown's company, Impossible Foods, is part of a wave of startups on on your money, I guarantee it. Impossible Foods. I love that title. Aiming to <laughs> wean Americans off foods like burgers and eggs. You can't write for my eggs, boy. <laughs> These people are freaks. 
complete freaks. They agree. And their efforts are attracting tens of millions of dollars from investors. The goal is to lessen dependence on livestock for food, which they say isn't as healthy, affordable, or environmental friendly as plant-based alternatives. I, I, I find that hard to believe. Well, Brian, because you're... crops take up large spaces of land that, that per person. Uh, I don't think we have enough arable farmland left in the United States well, of America. But their goal is to get oh, yeah, everybody... Agenda 21. Go, get everybody into the urban areas, and then they'll have plenty of, of uh, room for this. And also, since global warming is going to happen, we can grow food longer, faster, better. Well, they'll be in greenhouses, environmentally controlled. It won't matter what's outside. And you all have to wear these special suits to go outside in the acid rain. Why? I, I, because every futuristic thing I've ever seen is like post-apocalyptic. <laughs> or, zom- or zombies. Do you, realize, zombies. do you realize, and they'll never recreate this, if women eat eggs for breakfast regularly, I think it was four, three, three or four days a week, that it, it helps reduce breast cancer by 40%. Why would you want to not eat an egg? It's the perfect food. It's got everything... A little chicken needs to develop. If you listen to doctors, they're not bad for you. They're not. They will not raise your cholesterol. They may lower your cholesterol a little bit, uh, but they're not going to raise your cholesterol. And they're very, very nutritious. They're good for you. You know, back in the day when my people in the ghettos in New York City were poor, what they used to take to work with them was hard-boiled eggs in their pocket. Because you could put it in your pocket, carry it around, don't have to refrigerate it. You just crack the shell and eat it. Perfect, you know, food for poor workers. But you stop eating them. Go right ahead. Have you ever seen a vegan that looks healthy? Let me know when you find one. All right, so uh, that means that without a breakthrough, those seeking to upend factory farming risks becoming footnotes in the history of startups. To understand the difficulty of their task, consider the transformation raw chicken undergoes when cooked. It starts as slimy, unappetizing blob, it does, then turns into a tender piece of meat. Learning to mimic nature in its office in Southern California Beyond Meat works with chicken strips made with pea and soy proteins that have been sold at places like Whole Foods since 2012. Ew, you test soy? Ah, you don't want to eat soy. You don't want to eat soy. It's a toxin. I've just told you that. This didn't say fermented soy, and it isn't when they use it for proteins. They use it raw. They just grind the bean up with the rest of the grains. But founder Ethan Brown concedes the product needs work. Uh, yeah, we got to stop trying to be God. To give the meat its fat, for instance, canola oil is evenly mixed throughout the product. That's not really how it works in an animal, said Brown, a vegan. The fat can be a sheath on tendons. And with that, we have to go to a break. This is the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs>
socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. We built this city! You didn't build that! We built this city on rock and roll! We built this city! You didn't build that! We built this city on rock and roll! That's the reason I'm running for president, because I still believe in that idea! You didn't build that! You didn't build that. Obamacare. Good for you. Good for America. A while back, Martha was always complaining about all her aches and pains. But when we got Obamacare, all that changed. As soon as the government rationed her care, she went pretty quick. And now I don't have to listen to Uh, there's no calls for alarm. We have everything under control. Uh, uh, because we know that something from nothing leaves something. Because you gotta have something to run an economy. Something from nothing leaves something. When you see around the globe the maldistribution of wealth, the, the desperate plight of millions of people in underdeveloped countries, uh, when you see so few haves and so many have-nots, when you, when you see the greed and the concentration of power within... Aren't you ever... Did you ever have a moment of doubt about capitalism and whether greed's a good idea to run on? Well, first of all, tell me, is there some society you know that doesn't run on greed? You think Russia doesn't run on greed? You think China doesn't run on greed? What is greed? Of course, none of us are greedy. It's only the other fellow who's greedy. <laughs> this, the world runs on individuals pursuing their separate interests. The great achievements of civilization have not come from government bureaus. Einstein didn't construct his theory under order from a, from a, a bureaucrat. Henry Ford didn't revolutionize the automobile industry that way. In the only cases in which the masses have escaped from the kind of grinding poverty you're talking about, the only cases in recorded history are where they, where they have had capitalism and largely free trade. If you want to know where the masses are worse, worse off, worst off, it's exactly in the kinds of societies that depart from that. So that the record of history is absolutely crystal clear that there is no alternative way so far discovered of improving the lot of the ordinary people that can hold a candle to the productive activities that are unleashed by a free enterprise system. But it seems to reward not virtue as much as ability to manipulate the system. And what does reward virtue? You think the uh, communist commissar rewards virtue? You think a Hitler rewards virtue? You think, excuse me, if you'll pardon me, do you think American presidents reward virtue? Do they choose their appointees on the basis of the virtue of the people appointed or on the basis of their political clout? Is it really true that political self-interest is nobler somehow than economic self-interest? You know, I think you're taking a lot of things for granted. And just tell me where in the world you find these angels who are going to organize society for us. Well, I don't even trust you to do that.
This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces for putting their lives on the line every day to protect our liberty. Thank you. King Samir Shabazz is the new Black Panther Party's Philadelphia leader. This new Panther version of black power does not include white participation. I hate white people. All of them. Every last iota of a cracker, I hate it. We didn't come out here to play today. There's too much serious business going on in the black community to be out here sliding through South Street with white, dirty, cracker whore on our arm and we call ourselves black men with African garb on. What the hell is wrong with you, black man? You had a doom day with a white girl on your damn arm. You want freedom? You're going to have to kill some crackers. You're going to have to kill some of their babies. Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 3. I feel like crap. I really, I'm sure you all can tell, I really don't feel good. <clears throat> We're <clears throat> never going to make anything that's going to be as good as na- nature. <laughs> it, it, uh, we will never make anything that... Is equal to God, is what you mean to say. All right. Um, to form the strips, a mixture is pressed through a machine that forms and sets the product's texture with heating and cooling chambers. The method isn't new in the world of fake meats, but the company says it has fine-tuned the process to deliver a more realistic offering. Fake meats? Just the Meats. Tell you what, I, I volunteer. They can send me these these products, and if they ever ever make something even comes close to tasting like meat, I'll I'll let you know. <laughs> I wouldn't hold your breath for any of them. Oh above. man! Oh man! Brown dismisses the idea that fake meat might weird people out. <laughs> yes, it and does. Says it's a desirable evolution. <laughs> That's what I want to order. After all, we all like fake things better than real things. <laughs> can I have a plate of fake meat, please? Fair meat. It's got to be fair meat. It's going to be part of the fair economy with the fairies. Hey, don't make fun of fairies. I like fairies. Well, some fairies are a little bit of a pain in the butt. The fae folk. That wasn't double entendre on, par- <laughs> on purpose. All right, it's like moving from the horse-drawn carriage to the automobile or the landline to the iPhone. No, it is not. No. That is not a comparison. You're going backwards, dude. Yeah, landline to the iPhone is is actually forward like progressives say they walk, but they always walk backwards. Upside down, backwards world. Yeah, no. Um, no, I created that. Before anybody said, I created yes, upside down, did. backwards yes, world. Yes, he did. And I'm, I'm sorry that other people have chosen to mimicry and you think I'm mimicking them. Yes. I don't really listen to too many other hosts because I don't want them to actually influence get influence my show. Yeah. 
And sometimes it happens, it happens subconsciously. Yes, and you did invent doofus, which everyone's losing, and dumbass. I, I brought it back. You brought it back, and dumbass. Uh, there was another one I brought back. But they didn't, didn't go over, and I forget what it was, too. You couldn't get anyone to say this word. I got got to say quite a few words. Yes, I, there's only one I failed on, and yes, I can't it, remember what that is because I don't like to, I don't like to worry, you know, focus on my failures all the time. <laughs> but then no one has said the uh, plural of doofus. I have not heard that. Oh, doofus I. Yeah. Nope, that's they, not catching. They're on not either. brave enough to go there. <laughs> that's too. That's too radical for them. Uh, yes, that's me making fun of them. Yes, that's right. Going to fake meat is 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 like moving from the horse-drawn carriage to the automobile. Oh, my Lord. They didn't say that. You did. No, it just said. iPhone. Landline to iPhone. But no, the Brown dismisses the oh, idea. Oh, yeah, the first one. Horse-drawn to the automobile. Because it's a desirable evolution, Brian. It may, have, it may be <laughs> something to do with the horse-drawn carriage to the automobile, but not the landline to the iPhone. That just doesn't work. That person is now a doofus. Here's your sign. <laughs> Fake meat is a desirable Fake evolution. Meat. You couldn't get people to eat red slime ground beef <laughs> because it was finely. Oh, that's what the word. That's what the process actually called. Finely textured beef. It is. It is. What is done to it is to make it finely textured. Actually, more healthy, more edible more absorbable by the body but just because some idiot from britain comes over and says this is horrible look at this slime red slime it's gross it's oh. so everybody goes oh my god they're trying to poison us they put all these chemicals in the chop meat now it turns out they didn't do anything except make it healthier and the idiots got the healthy meat banned from the stores because they believe some brit who does a food show in England couldn't even his show couldn't even hack it here. Tell the little fool to go back to his little clubhouse and play Jamie. with his little garden. Jamie yeah, Jamie Oliver. Bye, Jamie. I didn't like you here the first time. He came back and tried again. Stop telling me what to eat, and this is in England. Anyway, but Beyond Meat is isn't quite sure they're there yet. They helping the post. Huffington Puffington Post, am I? Described the strips as having an unpleasant taste that inhibits a strange territory between meat and vegetable. Uh, Huffington Puffington Post. What did they just take down today? It was a story that was up on the Huffington Puffington Post. So you think they're it's a real journalism? So it's a left wing n- idiot place. Uh, but yeah, they they pulled a, a post that they shouldn't have pulled. But to cover their backsides, they did. Uh, just completely removed it. Like it wasn't ever there. And you read their garbage? Really? I'm not sure what the Huffington Post is over there. It's certainly not a real journalism place. More like a, I don't know, journalistic hellhole where, where people, anti journalists, go to live. No? Are they going to eat the no? fake meat? Really? They did. They found an unpleasant taste that it hit. I told you that. At Impossible Foods, the patty is made by extracting proteins from foods like spinach and beans, then combining them with other ingredients. The company, which has about 100 employees, expects the product to be available in the latter half of next year, initially through a food service operator. Now, 
how are they going to get the people to be okay with something like this? Right now, that, there's a whole movement against genetically modified foods. This would, wouldn't this qualify as genetically modified food? Uh, at least. It's another experiment in chemistry with food. It's going to probably get you killed. It's going to probably be so unhealthy for you, you're, you're going to die in record time after living off that nonsense. You got you can't trust chemistry over nature, ever. I don't care what they I put on a grill, the flame, it, it causes carcinogens to develop. I said, wow, carcinogens are delicious. Because my favorite kind of beef is seared with open flame. That, well... My, my beef, not, not my pork. I like that slow-cooked in my smoker. So anyway, impossible foods. The company, which has about 100 employees, expects the product to be available in the latter half of next year, initially through food service vendors. Few have tasted it, <laughs> but the vision continues to gain traction. No one's eating it. In October... We're still going to make it. Impossible Foods said it raised $108 million in funding. Oh, my goodness. On top of its previous $74 million in funding, mm, among its investors are Bill Gates, Google Ventures, and Horizon Ventures. How about the national government, you lying piece of crap? How much of that is from the national government? Culturing meat just like yogurt. <laughs> they're going to grow it. Oh, man, they're going to make me hate yogurt now. They're going to grow it in a test tube. Another startup isn't totally ditching the cow. With $15.5 million in funding, Modern Meadow in New York City takes cells from a cow through a biopsy and cultures them to grow into meat. Cultured cells. I told you they're going to grow hams. <laughs> what would you like me to grow today? Ribs, please. You know, I mean, to tell you the truth, this might be something that would be good I mean, growing the, the meat from the cow stuff for people that are going to go to the moon and stay up there, you know, because you're not going to be able to have a cow up there. Makes sense. So, you know, so I mean, okay, that's fine. But uh, no, not for me. I I have plenty of yeah, uh, no, when the first real people, estate here. When the first uh, astronauts went up there, all they had was paste to eat. <laughs> I'm not interested in that either. No. Or the, the idiot sci-fi people that say the future will be eating pills. No, I won't. <laughs> No, I will eat meat wherever I can find it. I will find it. I will. It'll be in a black market. I don't care. <clears throat> anyway, uh, at a conference in February, company founder Andres Forgax likened the process to culturing yogurt or brewing beer. This is an extension of that, he said. Modern Meadow doesn't have a product on the market yet either. The company says it doesn't necessarily want to replace steaks and burgers and gave a hint of the type of foods it might make by presenting steak chips for attendees at a conference last year. What are steak chips? Are they beef jerky? <laughs> no, because they grew it. They didn't say that. <laughs> Only about 200 people have tried the chips, which Forgax described as crispy, crunchy beef jerky. Told you. You were right again. Citing the demand for more openness about how food is made, he sees a day when people tore meat plants as they do with breweries. You forget, <laughs> I studied nutrition for years back when I was, uh, well, athletic. 
yeah, I, I, food was important, always been important to me. Not necessarily the way someone that eats right every day, but doesn't really enjoy it. <clears throat> I eat what I like. I like what I eat. Works for me. I know. Don't try this at home. Kids out there, don't try my diet at home because it takes a certain amount of sophistication. <laughs> it takes time, an educated, educated palate and such. Uh, okay, anyway, uh, see there were people tore me plants as they do breweries. I, I hope not. Probably right, though. There could be your friendly neighborhood meat brewery, Forgag said, banning the word vegan. In San Francisco, Hampton Creek's mission is to replace the eggs in products without anyone noticing. In trying to appeal to the mainstream, co-founder and co-Joss Tetrick has a similar rule. I, You do realize these people are trying to take away your food and replace it with nonsense. Why would you want to do that? They're, of course, going to tell you it's more healthy. They said they said margarine was more healthy than butter. It turns out they were absolutely wrong. It's not. Butter's better than margarine. Oh my! How many people did they kill with that choice? They had to stop using butter, learn to accept the flavor of margarine over butter, only to find out they've been killing themselves ever since they did that. See, this is why I don't listen to them. They want to take away eggs. They want. I can say if I was on the left, you know what I would say. Those those conservatives are trying to take your breasts away. They're trying to replace your eggs. That's going to stop you from getting breast cancer. Oh well, I got to throw some politics in there somewhere. Number one, never use the word vegan. He said, to avoid perceptions, it's eggless spread. Why would you want an eggless? What? What did you did you ever have an egg spread? Who makes an egg spread? What the hell is an egg spread? Mayonnaise? I, it's got to be mayonnaise. Tell me that I'm calling it. They are. Sorry, I should have read ahead. <clears throat> to avoid perceptions, it's eggless spread. Just mayo won't taste good. Hampton Creek even removed the V word from the label. It's, I don't understand, to avoid perceptions, eggless spread, just mayo, won't taste good. Does anyone know what the hell that means listening out there? Because <laughs> I, I have to run it over my head now four or five times, I and I don't know what the heck it's supposed to be saying. <laughs> just mayo won't taste good. Uh, it's, I don't know what that means. Uh, Tetrix says that what makes the product different is that it tastes better and costs less. Not that it's made with a protein from a Canadian yellow pea instead of eggs. I'm yet to make my own homemade mayonnaise, and I'm going to do it this year because I'm tired of Susan saying, no, they're my fresh eggs. I'm going to make mayonnaise. Real mayonnaise. I've never had it. I've never been a fan of mayonnaise to begin with. Over the years, Susan's been sneaking it into my... My meals a little more at a time till I've gotten used to it. <laughs> now I like mayonnaise. The egg-free thing isn't almost is almost irre- irrelevant, he said. 
Swapping out a single ingredient in a product may make it easier for people to swallow change. It may also take make change simpler to achieve, just mayo's consistency and taste are similar to mayonnaise. Well, so they're calling it mayo's. That's what they were trying to say up there. That just mayo's consistency and taste are similar to mayonnaise. It's called just mayo's. I get it now. The product, which is available at retailers, including Target and Walmart, is gaining enough traction that the American Egg Board, which is responsible for slogans like the incredible edible egg, see it as a major threat. According to emails made public through a records request. I sell fresh farm free-range eggs. Stop taking my market away. Eggs are a nice, you know, influx of income for families. Little supplementation. Leave it alone. Eggs are good. Make-believe eggs are bad. Mayo good. Make-believe mayo bad. Look, when they did it by just partially hydrogenated vegetable oil, they took a little hydrogen ion out of there. That's all they did. That's all they manipulated. And it caused more damage than any other fat ever created by nature. No telling how many people died is a direct result of the AMA pushing nonsense like that. That's why every time they say, oh, you should eat this, you should eat that, don't listen to them. Eat what you want, eat it in moderation, you'll be fine. Scale back slow, think slow, takes time, it's not a race, you're not competing with anybody but yourself. Pretty much that's how it should be in life. You're not competing with anyone but yourself, and you'll be okay. Oh, where was I? Oh, oh my God, no. So far, Aptocrine has attracted $120 million in funding. It continues to screen plants for compounds that can help replace eggs in recipes and plans to eventually introduce scrambled you know- egg products. What is wrong with eggs? <laughs> for criminy's sake, if you don't want chickens pinned up, then, then work to have more people raise chickens that aren't pinned up. Why do you have to take our eggs away? They're going to take my milk away next. You know, these these uh, startup companies, you know what they remind me of? And I know you love to say this word, so I'm going to let you do it. They remind me of the solar company that went bust. Solyndra. <laughs> exactly. Because there may be a few freaks out there, like the vegans that are total freaks, but just like the 1% of homosexuals and what, 3% of libtards and progs, the majority of people are conservative meat eaters. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It continues to screen plants for compounds that can help replace eggs in recipes and plants to eventually introduce a scrambled egg product. Oh, I've never seen that before. It used to come in a little pint milk container. My mother tried that stuff on me. That didn't work out good either. Again, where's my egg? No, my parents never, ever tried any my of this My mother was a bad weight stuff. loss nut job. She was actually mentally ill. All, uh, all the time. Always, always just upset about her appearance. Oh, I got to lose my... Oh, oh, look, I got a belly. I got to lose this belly. You're an old lady, but I think you... You kind of get that naturally. You do know that's not fat, right? No, she wouldn't listen to me. She never lost it, obviously. Uh, 
that but she was always dieting, diet, diet, eating well, doing all the things she was supposed to do, exercising, and well, she died horribly of cancer. I don't know, some weird facial bone cancer. She said the doctors had never seen before. I I learned a long time ago when I was a paramedic, never listen to the patients who tells you what the doctor says because they don't really understand the doctor and they fake it. Then they come home and tell you about it and you go, what? That, that's impossible. That's not science. He, again, even in my house, my well, my father's from Puerto Rico, so he always had the freshest of everything. I mean, they they have a bunch of fresh. Stuff. Anything naturally is better than anything you can concoct inside. And he would not have any crazy food in our house. Uh uh-uh, and it wasn't happening. And not on, only that, my father actually lived on his family had what was considered yeah. a ranch down there, so they had pigs and you know. Oh come on, they had margarine. They tried to make me. They tried to make all all eat margarine. Then they finally did. Because that's all there was, was margarine. Well, that, that's one thing. But I'm talking about even when my mother became diabetic, she would have her food separate from ours because we were going to get the fat, we were going to get the, well, it, you know, everything again, that we need to grow. I don't understand the fat problem in a diet other than it should be watched in anybody's diet, uh, you know, that you don't go overboard on fat, obviously. But just eating regular things with fat in it, that's not bad for you. A calorie's a calorie. It doesn't matter if it's fat, carbohydrate, or otherwise, actually, fat. It does matter a little bit. Fat metabolizes when they slowly, and so you don't get spikes in energy. You get long release of energy, which is something you need because this is why I like Snickers bars as my emergency food. Because if I eat a Snickers bar, I am going to get protein, I'm going to get fat, and I'm going to get simple sugar that's going to because I'm crashing right now I'm I'm I need energy for work let's say the sugar gives the the initial bump then the complex carb comes in with and which is a combination of things and the peanut obviously protein and of course chocolate which is seen now is very healthy for you so you get the fast sugar you get the long lasting fat because it has a fat content and you get uh what's considered helpful coating of chocolate that just happens to taste good it's not bad for you if you do it in moderation i eat fun size snickers it's 80 calories for a little bar it's like well let's say it's a quarter of a no it's probably half of a real bar and no. a quarter of a jumbo bar no it's a it's a quarter of a real bar the yeah. real bars are like this is freaking long mm. i know you can't see what i just did but he did <laughs> i know but they don't know what just means <laughs> I keep t- telling her this when she's talking to me. Like everything's, everything's, a, nothing has a proper noun. Everything, there, here, I'm like what? What over there? Here? What? What's that mean? There. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it seems they're coming after your eggs now. They're not going to be happy till we're all poor, work sixteen hours slaving away for a dreary little cell and some grown food in a test tube that's your future if that's doesn't that sound bleak uh that's why these people aren't in charge in general because we think they're crazy for those looking to lessen the reliance on animal for foods there are encouraging signs all around last year pinnacle foods the maker of hungry man dinners i love hungry man dinners i haven't had one in i don't know eight ten years well, I don't have an oven. 
Last year, Pinnacle Foods, the maker of Hungry Man Dinners, paid $154 million to acquire Gardein, uh, which makes frozen veggie patties, nuggets, and crumbles. Pinnacle CEO Robert Gamgord said he links meat alternatives are in the early stages of a macro trend, similar to the way soy and almond milk changed the dairy category. This soy milk and almond milk, really? Oh, my girlfriend Raina, when we used to live in Basin, that's all she would drink. Good for her. But She's for- like, do you want some of this? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'd have tasted it. No. I, I imagine almond milk might taste good, but I, ain't, I want nothing with soy in it. But for now, vegetarian products remain a niche market. And even if people cut back on meat and eggs for health, environmental, or animal welfare reasons, they might not want literal replacements. See, this is why I grow my own eggs in what's called a chicken. And I plan to grow my own milk and cheese inside something called a udder of a goat. Utterly without their help and utterly without any contamination. I've done it before. I already did it in Florida. Just different problems, different places. It's really cold there. Here, that's the biggest problem. Down there, was it too hot and humid? And bugs. Lots of bugs. Morningstar, a longtime maker of vegetarian products owned by Kellogg, says people are becoming more accepting of vegetables as main ingredients. As such, it wants to evolve from a maker of meat substitutes to a brand known for its veggie cuisine, such as bowls with brown rice and black beans. Oh, look at this. Central Americans left something to eat. They're complaining they didn't get their beans and rice for, for their lunch for free from us. The nerve. Yves Bodvin Gardin's founder also thinks veggie alternatives don't have to replicate meat so long as they taste good. It's why Gardin's products are shaped to be reminiscent of meat but don't try and mimic their exact flavor and texture. What people like is the experience, Boatvin said. They like the memory. I think you're just appealing to a bunch of guilty white liberals. What do you think? I agree. <laughs> it's like, what conservatives going to come with, on board with this nonsense? That's what I mean when they're changing all these all these manufacturers are idiots because they're changing all these things to you know to to uh, come appeal to homosexuals you know changing the colors of their foods and because well, go ahead because then I won't buy that food and, and that's only homosexuals they will. are completely again just like the government does even your own governments underestimating you the people yes it, look these companies are part are part a part of the system you know what I'm saying. They're all playing the game. Everyone's like, well, uh, the Small Business Association is for it. Small Business Association has been in bed with the national government since, what, the 1930s? Are you thinking of the Chamber of Commerce? I might be. You're thinking of the Chamber of Commerce. Well, no, I'm thinking of the SBA. The SBA is definitely in bed with the Well, then they both are. And the Chambers of Commerce are as well. But the SBA is bigger and broader than the... Chamber of Commerce, which is, uh, you know, broken up town by town, all across. 
It's completely but, different. Uh, but the headquarter, you know, the the leadership of the Chambers of Commerce as an organization is in bed with the government. Yes, all all businesses that's successful because they've been successful lar- as they are largely because the government has made it hard for their competitors to compete with them, which makes their life just that much better. Your life, not so much. No, you got to stop trusting government. You got to start running government. Control it. Learn to make it do what the people wants, not what it wants. Oh, no. It's almost hour half of three. <laughs> do you want me to push the button first, or do you want to do your thing? Uh, might as well do my thing. I know, you could just, I'm like ER tonight, I don't <sighs> Don't forget we're on Roku. You. I'll start with that. Through RedStateTalkRadio.com, you can catch our show on Roku on the Red State Talk Radio channel, which is available to you for free in Roku. If you have Roku, there it is. There's a number of reasons if you don't have Roku to get them. You might want to look at it. You might want to get, you know, untangle yourself from the cable companies and such. But anyway, if you want to listen to our show live, it's always at uncooperativeradio.com on Sundays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, if something happens, you can't get on, the internet's screwy, whatever, we'll try and bump it to 7 p.m. my time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So it's 8 p.m. Eastern. If there's troubles, we'll start at 9 p.m. Eastern. If not, you can pretty much probably forget it because it means... It's just, I throw up my hands for the night. Uh, at that point, it just gets too late because I've got to do all the editing afterwards and uploading, etc. All right. Um, so with that, we're also rebroadcast on RedStateTalkRadio.com, which I have told you about. It's on Roku, but you can go to RedStateTalkRadio.com and listen to it. You can get apps there to listen to it. A 24-7 conservative talk radio station. 44 stations last time I checked. This is like this morning. Two studios, Studio A and B. And the schedules are available right there up at the menu section. You can just look at it, which one shows where you want to listen to. And also there are free listeners lines for uh, Studio A. That's 605-562-4209. 5624209 told you to have a pen and paper ready where we broadcast on Studio A on Tuesdays and Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern time for Studio B the 24/7 listener line is 518-712-0045 518-712-0045 of course this is free listening you don't get to talk to or interact with the show you can just listen for free it takes care of your bandwidth problems our show is rebroadcasted on Studio B, Sundays, 12 t- p.m. East... Uh, sorry, Fuzzy Tongue, got a comment. Uh, <clears throat> Sunday, 12 a.m. Eastern, Tuesday, 9 a.m. Eastern, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. We're also on iTunes, on iHeart. We're on TuneIn as part of Red State Talk Radio. Both Studio A and B is available on TuneIn. I can't remember all the places. Everything's supposed to be available. Um, but those are the big ones. 
I got to start making lists and writing them down because I used to have them all written down on the wall and Susan ripped it down and she put up, it doesn't have all of it. It's not there anymore. Oh, you can also find us on TalkShoe, TalkShoe.com, TalkCast ID 9461, or just do Uncooperative Radio. Also over there is the Patriots Pub. You can do that. Also at TalkShoe. Oh, what else? What else do we have? Anything? Did I miss something? Oh, yeah, while you're over at RedStateTalkRadio.com, don't forget to get the free newsletter. It's free. It's good. It's informative. comes once a week. You don't want it. Unsub. Give it a shot. Now we're done, I think. But I used to say more. I can't remember. You're fine, dear. I'm not fine. (laughs) And I'm going to push a button. What would you do for Obamacare? Greetings, comrade. And what would you do for Obamacare? Yes, you. Would you talk your mother into taking these federally subsidized pills in place of her upcoming bypass surgery? Sure. Hey, Ma, I got a great move. You don't got to go to the hospital after all. Just take these here pills and you'll be better in no time. What would you do for Obamacare? Greetings, comrade. What would you do for Obamacare? Uh, beats me. Would you leave your children hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt? Yeah, why not? Hi, sign here. And here. And here. What would you do for Obamacare? Greetings, comrade. What would you do for Obamacare? Comrade, would you publicly denounce the Republican Party and all it stands for? What? Would you agree to be bussed at government expense to a protest rally in front of Rush Limbaugh's home and walk around waving a sign that says Rush to Fascism? You're kidding me, right? Would you be willing to dress up like Hitler and attend the next next day of tea party in your area? Mister, if you don't walk away from me right now, I'm gonna beat the shit. What would you do for Obamacare? Greetings, comrade. What would you do for Obamacare? Me? Well, hell, I'd do just about anything. Would you tear up the U.S. Constitution? You bet I would. Here you go. What would you do for Obamacare? Greetings, comrade. What would you do for Obamacare? Obamacare? Would you agree to donate your organs to medical science at the moment of your death? Uh, well, sure, I mean, if it might help save lives, I... What would you do for Obamacare? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. What I'm doing now? Thank you. Who? Oh, Dark Prince, D-A-R-C-P-R-Y-N-C-E. For that little YouTube. ditty? YouTube. Radio, YouTube, TV. Oh, and by the way, yes, I would denounce the. I, I am denouncing the Republican Party. Oh yeah, we, I did that a long time ago. All right, you know, it's a. I like it. It's a. It's a good production, and I use it. I don't care if I agree with it one hundred percent or not. Okay, medical madness. I don't know what I, what it is. I just did. It sure sounded like medical related to me, but okay. That was a food police, and it seemed to be medically related to me. <laughs> no, it just had to do with what they're trying to take away from us. No, I made it medical. More Americans are happy with their weight. A new poll suggests. In a recent Gallup poll, forty nine percent of Americans said they would like to lose weight. The first time in at least 25 years that less than half of Americans reported wanting to lose weight, according to the poll. 
The number is down from a high of 62% who said in 2004 that they wanted to lose weight. The poll also found that 41% of Americans said that they would like to stay at their present weight, according to the poll. Similarly, 56% of Americans consider their weight to be about right, whereas 37% said they consider themselves to be very or somewhat overweight. Are they? According to the poll, which was conducted from November 4 to November 8. Oh, four days. Wow. But obesity rates are still on the rise in America. How is that possible? I'll stop there. That's the title of this next portion of this crap. Uh, I'm sorry. How could obesity rates be on the rise when the amount of people who think they need to lose weight are going down? That makes no sense. And besides, I don't think these people know what the word obesity means. In fact, the rising percentage of people who are overweight and obese may be partly explained why so many Americans consider themselves to be at a normal weight, said Dr. Holly Houghton. No, these stupid things you put out, these insurance companies put out with the weight versus how much, uh, height versus how much you should weigh. What utter sickly nonsense. They want us to be tofu eating, bug eating grasshoppers with our bones sticking out. Eating fake meat. We won't get the fake meat. Oh no, we're too good for. We're too. They, they we're too need poor to. Yeah, they need the fake meat to go to the elites. Right. The real meat go to the real elites. Anyway, uh, so what they're saying is because they see more fat people like them around, they're happy being fat. Maybe that's a good thing because I know what harm has been done to so many people and is still going on today over this notion of you've got to be have no body fat whatsoever on your body. It's not healthy. Even bodybuilders don't stay at that weight when they compete. When you look at them, they don't stay that way. You catch them off when they're they're not preparing for a competition. They're busy taking as much energy in as they can and working hard to build more muscle. And they actually get what people would call, oh, that's got a little bit of belly there. Uh, What happened to Vin Diesel? I don't know. He drank a Kool-Aid somewhere. (laughs) He's got like this little teeny head and this freaking giant body. He's obviously kept taking whatever he's taking. He's he is juiced and he's he's never actually said he wasn't. But lately, I think he's been taking human growth hormone because he got bigger than he was. As the Rock, he was as big as any man should try and be. It, that was enough. Yeah, it, it's, not happy. Now he looks ridiculous. Human horror. Human. Growth hormone is really iffy. I, I did an article for it for Directions in Nursing, and in my research, I was like, "Why would you? Unless you actually had something wrong with your pituitary, why would you want to mess with this?" Well, you know those shows where they show those old guys with beautiful bodies. Well, that's what they're giving them: human growth hormone. So now you know why. It makes you younger. It makes you more vital, and it and it makes putting muscle on much easier and taking fat off, obviously. Uh, so of course people are going to want to take it. We're supposed to be dying. We're not supposed to have all this human growth hormone in us. So, but when we play with our body chemistry, you take risks just so you know, you may actually lessen your life, but if it increases your enjoyment of life, then it's worth it. 
really, if it's that important to you, then it's good for you. But I wouldn't advise it for most people that behave like that. Anyway, um, so they say they're about right. In fact, the rising percentage of people who are overweight, see, overweight, I did this. I was Every time I went to a government anything, I got weighed and all that stuff, height and weight. They'd always call my name out as being fat with all the fat guys that were signing up. And I'd stand up, first of all, like twice as big as ever, tall as anybody. But I'm not fat at all. I've actually had very little body weight as far as fat. And, of course, it all made everybody laugh. But it just goes to show, according to the charts back then, I was 30 degree, thirty pounds overweight. I would have defied you to find my my fat content must have been down to around six seven percent. So you know they have to do the pinchy thing, they pinch your fat here and there, and they do a calculation, and that's their way of getting out of being stupid. Why don't you just do that to begin with? So two thirds of Americans are overweight or obese, putting people who are in the normal weight range in the minority. Who decides the normal weight range? That's what I'm talking about. Six foot four, man. When I was six foot four, uh, ninety pounds, I was skinny. Ninety five, hundred ninety five pounds, skinny. I mean, it was sickly skinny. Now I don't think if I, I would have to be cut down to my bones to weigh anywhere near that. All right, so two thirds of Americans are overweight, obese, putting these people in the normal weight range in the minority. Lofted told Life Science, a normal weight range means an individual has a BMI that is between 18.5 and 24.9. My BMI was less than 10%. If everybody looks like they're friends, then you think that you're just normal weight, Lofton said. But you're normal weight by American standards, not by medical standards. Your medical standards are unhealthy. No one six foot four should weigh 190 pounds. Sorry. Well... I guess if they want you to live on bugs and vegetables and stuff, fake meat. The poll result seems to be in line with the statement. Gallup noted that the vast majority of people in the poll who did say they were overweight also said they would like to lose weight, which suggests that the decline in the percentage of Americans wanting to lose weight is more attributable, attributable, attributable to fewer people saying they are overweight than to overweight people being less likely to say they want to lose weight, according to the Gallup poll, which was posted online November 27th. I don't have much faith in Gallup polls, by the way, just to be just to be fair, I don't. Shifting standards of beauty, particularly female beauty, may also have contributed to the change. Girls don't want to look like waif-like models anymore, and that's certainly a good thing for confidence and body image, Lofton said. But people still need to focus more on their health, even if they are less focused on their BMI, she said. You could be in the normal BMI range and still have pre-diabetes, Lofton said. Likewise, a person can fall in the overweight range and be metabolically healthy, she said. Indeed, the most recent weight management guidelines from the American Heart Association and other professional organizations advise that people who are overweight but who do not have any additional risk factors for heart disease should try and maintain their weight rather than lose weight. And although 49% of Americans reported that they would like to lose weight, only 24% reported that they were seriously trying to lose weight, according to the poll. 
Some people may simply say they want to lose weight because they're exposed to an overwhelming amount of information about weight loss every day, Lofton said. But as to why only half of those people say they are seriously trying, Lofton noted that the poll only represented one small slice of time. If you asked the same question in a different time of year, you would probably get the same percentage, but with different people, she said. You'll have a person who is dieting in the beginning of the year and not dieting a few months later, she said. Then a person who didn't diet in the beginning of the year goes on a diet, she says. Some of this switches on and off diets is likely because dieters often go to extremes and choose diets that are unsustainable, she said. For people who want to help in taking the first steps toward healthy weight loss, medical providers can be very useful, Lofton said. Yeah, and expensive. Uh... Diets that are unsustainable, uh, yeah, of course they do. They want to lose weight as fast as possible. They want to get back to eating the junk as fast as possible until they learn they're never allowed to eat the junk like you used to eat the junk ever again. Well, they'll constantly been binge dieting and binge eating. I've lived with it. I know all about it. I got caught up in it. I was anorexic as a teenager. For people who want to, and talking the first steps toward healthy weight loss, medical providers can be very useful. A doctor can look over your medications to see if any are contributing to weight loss or give some simple exercise recommendations, she said. And another thing, why is everybody against exercise? You're a meat machine. Start moving. You don't need to go right to a specialist for weight loss, she said. Well, I would suggest take take a realistic look at yourself, make some realistic goals, and take it slow. It's a long, it took you a long time to get there. It's going to take you a long time to get back. And don't have unreasonable expectations. They're not all going to turn into J-Lo. Okay, again, which, by the way, now she looks like a freak. Again, from Life Science, do people who use legal marijuana drink less or more alcohol? The answer, it turns out, is complicated. Amazing. Human beings are complicated. Story at 11. Wow. Newsflash. People are complicated. All the left, all the liberals, uh, left-wing liberal progressive social comedy fascists, MSLSD people are going, what do you mean? Uh, people are complicated. It's simple. You, you just got to redistribute well social justice. It's simple. Simpletons think that way, don't they? I wonder how many people we chase away every time we do a story about marijuana. Who knows? <laughs> I imagine I chase someone away every show. <laughs> Based on the hey, numbers, people keep coming in and going out. Get over it, everybody. They're not. They're going to come to the show sooner or later because what I'm talking about now is going to happen in the future. Yep. That's what you were talking about the other day when uh, we were listening to some reasonable host that was taking over some, one of our normal hosts and talking about Infowars. they talk like this. And they were talking, <laughs> talking about Infowars. And we're like, both of you looking at, we look at each other like, we go to Infowars. Get over yourself. No, it was World Net Daily. It wasn't oh, even it was. It was World Net Daily. That's right. That's, That's not right. even considered as radical as Infowars, which, by the way, I've been over there a lot, Prison Planet. That's what it brought up. Then you brought up that we go to Infowars all the time. Yeah, the guy's like... I don't go, not go anywhere. I even find myself on Salon. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have to take a shower later, but... Mm. Yeah, I've gone on to Huffington Post. That's a, the 
real bad ones. Oh, and The Nation. That was fun. You should try Democratic Underground. Anybody that really wants to see where all the screaming left wing... Daily Costa isn't bad. They're very... Very under control over there. Go to Democratic Underground. There are a bunch of screaming, frothing left-wing lunatics. <laughs> Just, frothing? Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> they they have completely drank the Kool-Aid and have become warriors of communism. They just don't know it's communism they're warriors of or their own serfdom. But, you know, let's not let truth get in the way of a, a good, I don't know what they do. If they were in the same room, they'd probably kill each other. If they had the strength. Because they're eating fake meat? Because <laughs> they're a bunch of skinny little doofus. Vegans. <laughs> think, Vegan think, vegans. Oh, it's, the world would be better with the government's in control of everything. Who has, who intelligent can even think that? How is it possible that you would think that everything is going to be great when government controls everything and everybody lives exactly the way everybody else lives? Do you really think you're going to be living in the Taj Mahal you're living in right now? You might end up living in what I'm living in right now. School buses. <laughs> actually, if you, it's not not a bad way to go. School buses are actually pretty good. Uh, they're pretty intense. Especially when the bear's sniffing around. Whew, that was scary. <laughs> oh my god, the beer's sniffing the tent. The, deer, <laughs> the bear's sniffing the tent. I was just trying to keep Susan sleeping because if she got up and screamed, it was all over. It was just a black bear, though, which means he would eat us, so it wouldn't be a total loss. Anyway, so this new funny stuff. <laughs> Humans are complicated. News, newsflash. All right, it seems logical that people who are already high on marijuana would have less of a desire to drink alcohol than people who weren't high. And so the pot smokers should drink less, which researchers sometimes refer to as replacement, meaning one drug is replaced with another. Uh, hello, However, it's not, a, it's not a drug. It's an you. herb, number uh, one. First of all, and second of all, researchers, most of the people that are using marijuana don't want to get high. They want relief from their ailments. Ailments. <sighs> yes. And so they still might drink the same as they did before because they're feeling better. So these researchers are doofusai. They don't know anything. First of all, it's not a replacement. It's not. Marijuana is completely u- unique. It is nothing like any drug anywhere. It is good for you in so many ways. But it's been demonized and propagandized. If you look at the history of the. Do a search. The history of the propaganda uh, war on marijuana. See how far back it goes and see where and who started it and why. For one thing, I, I'll give you a hint. People that sell cotton don't like hemp. That's marijuana. Anyway, that are, no, it's not the same because it's not a drug. It's not an addiction. It's, it's just completely, first of all, it's all natural. It's grown, not made in a chemical plant. However, it's also possible people who use one substance are more likely to use another. And so pot smokers might drink more. Researchers have been trying to find out which is true. They might because they feel better. And again, when they're partying, if they feel better, they may drink more. But is it a bad thing that they feel good because they drink more? Or is it a good thing? They're enjoying life more 
They're not at sick. What's the big deal? You see, everybody frets over everybody else. How about you worry about what you're going to do? And if you worry about how your kids are going to live after they grow up, that's your job to teach them. And if you haven't taught them that by the time they reach 18, uh, well, they're probably screwed and so are we. Because, of course, your problem will have become now our problem. So God said, spare the rod, spoil the child. Stop spoiling the child. Stop trying to be their friend. They don't need friends. They need parents. They can make friends or not, but they need parents. Anyway, I know personally from which I speak, both as a child without regular parents and as my children and my my divorced wife, you know. So I've been in all of them. I've seen my opinion. It's just... Worry about yourself, I think, is the best thing I can say. If you can't stop, don't worry about what other people do with their liberty. Just worry about yourself and the fact that liberty is always good. Always good. Always side of the side of liberty and you'll be okay. Anyway. However, it's also possible that drinks might use more of another. And so pot smokers might drink more. Researchers have been trying to find out which is true. The evidence is definitely mixed. As I tried to explain, everybody's different, and I just explained how I look at it. So, uh, And if you think I shouldn't have such a positive feeling about medical marijuana and all this other stuff, you might want to go check out LEAP, Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. These are police officers across the country. Go find out what they have to say about the war on drugs. They don't want it. And, by the way, again, we never amended the Constitution, so it's illegal. The evidence to the story is definitely mixed, but as I said the lead author of the new study, Katrina Gutmanova, a research scientist in the Social Development Research Group at the University of Washington in Seattle. Social Development Research. How, what kind of science is that? It's a social science. Oh, it's socialist. Oh, it's illegal. Oh. And then in the context of marijuana policy changes, pot sometimes replaces alcohol use, but in other cases, pot increases drinking, she said. 11 odd facts about marijuana. They're all odd facts because let me know when you people deal in facts at all. These journalists, there's no facts. Oh, odd facts about marijuana. I don't think everybody will find them that odd when we read them, but uh, maybe they're just odd facts about you. Actually, that was an advertisement that I should have taken out. Well, I know that, but that's not my point. <laughs> and you are talking about scientists, right? Yes, scientists. Yeah, yeah. What kind of facts do they have? Facts they want they, they, to happen? They tend to make things up now, don't they? The question about the relationship between the two substances is important, she said. As more states make medical and recreational marijuana legal, researchers are wondering what kinds of societal effects the new laws will have. On one hand, fewer people will jail for using cannabis. And costs to the criminal justice system will likely drop. And I'm out of time. This is Young Cooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner, from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.